everybody, and welcome to episode 333-3-0 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jim. I'll be joined later by American sweetheart Eric Shea. It's his birthday week, so if you end up coming across him, you know, maybe at the 7-Eleven or online in the Slack or Twitter, wish him a happy birthday, a belated happy birthday. It's Friday was when his birthday was. Um, but it'll in it'll get him mad. He'll be mad at me. Is why I want you to do it. I like to screw with him. But yeah, it's his birthday this week, so happy birthday, Eric Shea. Um, but as we go into this, let me tell you where you can find us. You can go over to the Twitters at Weird Science DC. If you follow us, we'll follow you back. I think that is something that might end up bringing the world together. Everybody getting along, following each other, and discussing things. And and you can. You know, go against others' opinions and, and have discussions that aren't fights. I just want to remind people of that. It seems like people have forgotten that that could be a thing. But also you can go to our website at weirdsciencedccomics.com and read the written reviews for all the books we're going to talk about tonight and many, many more done by many, many different people, not just me and Eric. So you can get somebody else's opinion Sometimes they're drastically different. No, the way we do the website is very loosey goosey with the idea. There's no rules. Nobody has to review a book in a certain way or whatnot. Everybody should have their own opinion, just like on podcast or on Twitter and all that. But you could also go over to the Patreon. We have a Patreon to help support us, get us inspired, do all that. Let me convince my wife that I should keep doing this. That's a, a big thing. I'll let you know. Uh, but that's at patreon.com slash weird science and one of the big shows and there's a lot of shows each week a ton of shows you know an indie comic show a lot of marvel shows me and mark jager end up doing a walking dead comic show every week me and my man luke hollywood end up doing a manga show each and every week and then there's many many more with many many other members of the get fresh crew beep boop but one of the big things that we do you know, in particular, that's of interest to anybody listening to this podcast is our weekly Patreon only DC Comics Spotlight podcast. Me and Eric get together on Thursday and we talk two books that are picked by the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew, Beep Boop. And this past week, they picked Dark Knight's Death Metal, The Last Stories of the DC Universe, number one, and Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Flashpoint, number one. Now, if you're wondering, well, what are these podcasts like that you do on the Patreon Spotlight? Is it just, you know, 10 minutes in and out? Well, no, it is not. And this past week, we ended up talking an hour and 47 minutes about those two books. It was pretty much a a whole giant podcast in and of itself there where I yelled and screamed at Eric and was very angry that he ended up liking Dark Knight's Death Metal, The Last Stories of the DC Universe, number one, as much as he did. I thought it was nonsense, but you can go there. And listen to us argue about that But with that, I'd like to do a little little shout out A little roll call, if you will A little thing we like to call the badass roll call And these are the badasses of the Get Fresh crew uh, Oop and the Patreon account We start with Jay Jennings, Josh Murray from Not Our Robot Podcast Ted Probes, Lawrence Lee, Forrest Pauly, Cam, Joseph Watchsick, Matt Razor, my man, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Lady Abby, Matches Balone, Niels T. Wart, David Fink, Joey Bear Casco. I heard, I believe that is the pronunciation. I hope I don't. It's one of those things when you learn a new pronunciation, then you start to get it all twisted in your deal. Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, 
Jason Colby, Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Rocky, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jagger, Eric G, Aldrin Stosia, Nick Adams, Bill Abir, Ruben. Ruben Sounders, I believe, lost tonight, so I, I don't I feel bad for him. Carlos, Lone Wolf Marv, T Funk, Luke Hollywood, Simon Luis, Manship, Andrew Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Ramillion, Bobby, Bane, Dalton Edom, my man Pete from NYC, Batman Beyond Mark, all of our men, Rob Lewis, Brandy, Brandy Murray, he's having too much fun up there with them Buffalo Bills and that Josh Allen, and Double Aaron. From Minnesota, he is here all. And also a shout out to our all time deal, Reggie. We still miss him. I, I really, I was thinking about Reggie the last couple of weeks and I really miss the guy. So there's a shout out to Reggie. I would say that he's probably shaking his head, listening up there and saying, you know, why didn't you get any better by this point is probably what he would be saying and then laughing that crazy laugh of his. But we have a bunch of books and usually around this time, in the podcast and when Eric's with me and all that, I, I start to apologize. I always feel bad. I feel like I'm letting people down by not liking the books. And I realized this week, why am I apologizing? I mean, really, DC should be apologizing half the time to all of us. And so I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to apologize, but I'll tell you, I think a lot of these books, if not all of them tonight, are, are a bunch of nonsense. But we'll have some fun with it. And that's kind of the thing that I just want to uh, point out. You know, we try to be honest, and with that, sometimes it does seem negative, but I'll give everybody in the Get Fresh crew, beep boop, a lot of credit, because I do think that this podcast, me and Eric, there is a bit of a, you know, kind of an easing in period. We're not exactly user-friendly right away, because we kind of do things wacky. So I give everybody listening full credit for sticking with us, and full credit for actually peeling the layers there and realizing. And, and sometimes I end up having people say, I listened to you guys a couple times, and then I kind of didn't listen because I thought you guys were haters. And then I started thinking about that. Well, they did talk about this, and I kind of – and then they, but the more and more, and if you put in the effort, it, it ends up where you realize that we're trying to be honest. We're also trying to have fun, especially between both of us to get through all of this. But, yeah, I just – we don't really thank everybody for listening enough. Especially, you know, all the patrons on the Patreon, that is, you know, thank you. And we really do appreciate that every single day. But we also appreciate the people who have just given the effort. So listen, there are people listening that have been through the shit with us. And I mean, you know who you are. If you're there listening and you have to listen to me lose my mind over Batman and Robin Eternal, and then me and Eric trying to figure out what the hell Convergence was about, or we get to the DCYLU story over continuity. This is the shit we went through. But remember, we got through that shit, and then we had Rebirth. And if you were around during Rebirth, and a lot of people listening ended up showing up then, how fun was that? You know, Rebirth starts out, and it was so great. Everybody was positive. We ended up liking almost every book. People were just having the greatest of times. And then, yes, things start to get a little off the beaten path. We end up going through stuff like Heroes in Crisis, you know, stuff like, you know, the Batman 50 with the non-wedding, like stuff like that. There's a theme in there. But you end up where right now we're back in the shit. I mean, this is back to the idea of DCYOU where everybody was miserable and, and nobody knew what was going on and the books weren't really great. So, But we got through it before. 
We ended up, if you weren't there, let me tell you, we got through it. We ended up getting through it with a lot of fun, a, a lot of jokes and things like that, and kind of laughing at the pain. But we did get through it. There was that rebirth then. And so, yeah, maybe DC keeps screwing up. They keep going back to screwing up, but there's always that chance that we get another, you know, resurgence, another renaissance, another time where we're all high five and loving it. And I hope, and I want everybody to promise me that you hope as well that this will be what future state will be. And I know that some people are shaking their heads. Some people have already written it off. Please, if you just the, the same way that if you're listening to this and could get through those layers of nonsense to get by me losing my mind and just yelling and screaming like I'm a wild man, but then realize that there's a point to it or also that we actually know a little bit about the comics that then allows us to it, just trust me and just give it a shot. Don't just pish Pasha because you might miss out on that good times again, good times that we can all have together. Just give it a shot. and. It's with everything. And this is, you know, I'm going to turn the, the hat and the seat around. You know, in life, tr- try to give things a chance before you hate it. Now, if it comes out, this is what I'm saying. And remember, we're talking this podcast, the Get Fresh crew itself, beep boop. We base it all on honesty. We base it all on loving comics first, but also not being blind or not being a hate for hate's sake sort of thing. So and there's liking for liking's sake too. That's not what we're all about, and that's not what I hope most people listening to this are about. We end up giving stuff a chance, give it a good chance. But then if you don't like it, then that's fine. At least you did that. And so please give give the whole you know future state a chance, and then when the books come back, we'll give all of the new creative teams, including Mariko Tamaki on Detective, because boy, I don't like her Wonder Woman, but you know. Hope springs eternal. You can end up maybe somebody like Mariko Tamaki doing better on a detective than she ended up doing on Wonder Woman. I just, I just, again, just let's give it all a chance. Let's all, you know, come together as something where we have a little positivity, even amongst, you know, the negativity or the honesty and stuff like that. Because I'm looking forward to future state. I'm getting very, very frustrated with the books and what they're doing and not doing especially but yeah let, let's all like bond together and give future state a chance at least and and even if you can't afford it and things like that listen in because me and eric will be talking about all the books and we'll be honest about that say all this because i was talking with people on twitter who basically seem to think it's a golden age here at dc right now and if this is a golden age i don't want to know what the bronze age is and i'm, I'm not talking actual you know, eras of comics, though. Some person went, well, the golden age is during this event. No, no, no. Stop your nonsense. But me and Eric are going to be doing these books tonight. And like I said, you know, peel back the layers, realize that it isn't just hate. It's more of critiques. It's more of honesty, things like that. But I'm done apologizing for this crappy books. I'm just going to have some fun. With my man, Eric Shea, birthday boy, Eric Shea. And yeah, we'll get through the dark times, but that's the best part. When you get through the dark times together, you can enjoy those good times even more together. And that's what I do like about the podcast and do like about the Get Fresh crew, beep, boop, and all of that. But that's soapbox over. Just something I kind of wanted to, you know, get off my chest and talk about because, again, it's appreciation from me for, you know, sticking with us. But also dealing with the idea of 
getting to know me and Eric a little more and, and realizing that we're more about the honesty than just the negativity. So remember, don't hate, educate. So let's go. We'll, we'll hear that later. I think I say that at some point to Eric as well. But yeah, there you go. That's the start. An unplanned deal. Just like we always do off the cuff and, and it gets crazy, especially when you have a, an hour and 47 minutes spotlight. Nonsense. Eric was getting so angry at me. But isn't that fun as well? But we're going to go off now. We're going to start with the Endless Winter books, but we also have some mail tonight and a couple other books. But me and Eric will be right back, starting with the Endless Winter Flash book. Jim rings the bell. This means Shay's reviews are going well. Jim rings the bell. Jim rings the bell. Eric Shay's reviews are all the bomb. Eric's the bomb. And if Shay's recaps are read without a single misstep, ring the bell. Ah, yes, we're here with the books, and usually we don't start with that. We usually start that was with crazy. Jim's reviews. I'm like, what is happening but, tonight? I, what's happening tonight is I think you mentioned at one point, like, well, you could have put those and that in the thing. And I figured, well, what the hell? When you gave me a note that you were going to do both of yeah, the Endless Winter not? blurbs, right away I thought, well, when we get to the – It's time for meat and cheese. The meat and cheese, Eric, that I figured, what the hell? We'll go with that. And plus – Let's put some pressure. A, it's a little tribute to the birthday boy, Eric. Oh, my Who's goodness. That? that is you. I, I didn't end up saying usually uh, during the week of your birthday, I usually go a little crazy with things. I did not this year because it didn't seem like you were that hyped for your birthday never this year. i about my birthday. And, and plus the idea, it, it's weird to celebrate things during a pandemic where every day feels the same, but I'd like to wish you a happy birthday. Thank we'll you. talk about that a little later as well, Eric. Happy Maybe belated do, birthday. Maybe Maybe I do. Well, I ended up telling you happy birthday in a weird way yeah, by yeah, saying that. Saying I, I, I didn't want. I didn't want to embarrass you, but I wanted to let you know. I know what's going on with you, asshole. That's basically what that was. Because Tiny Lister, he ended up while he's big for Friday. He died on a Thursday. He's like Solomon Grundy, Eric. And I said that he, I said that he didn't make it to your birthday. Not quite. And then I was like, "Yep, that's that's." In my mind, you were fishing around trying to find out. Like, I know around when his birthday (laughs) is, but which day actually (laughs) is it? I mean, I'm like, I know it was either Wednesday or Friday. No, (laughs) that was more of me, like a passive aggressive. Stalker, just letting you know that I've been peeping on you. But yes, Eric, and, and I will also say happy 38th birthday. Thank I'm you. right on it. I'm right on it, Eric. I pay attention occasionally, <laughs> not, not often. And, uh, <laughs> this is the thing. You say that. Don't even try to tell me to name my kids' birthdays and how old they are. No. I, I'd rather deal with Eric, America's sweetheart, right. Shay, Why wouldn't to you? do that. But we're here with the meat and cheese, as Wrong Turn said. It's time for meat and cheese. It's time for meat and cheese. And the meat and cheese here, if it is something that you're going to make a sandwich out of, Eric, I'm going to need like seconds, thirds, fourths, fifths, because there's not a lot of meat and cheese. But come on, so Jim. What? Aren't you is on a diet? Bread? And they're trying to help you out here. 
Well, I am on a diet, but that my my comic reading the is slim on a diet. Seriously, it is the slim God, fast I'm so of comics. hungry for fucking story. <laughs> it's the Weight Watchers of comics here, where you are going to be starving for the story. I'm hangry. This is what's going to happen? I am. It's like one of those. I'm on the ketone diet. And unfortunately, carbohydrates is the story, Eric. <laughs> We're not allowed to have any of those. You're not allowed to have any because this endless winter, while it started out. Okay, not going to say it started out great, but it wasn't awful. Yeah, it ended up where we thought a dope, but you know we're doing stuff. It did. I think the basic story is that Superman does not clean up after himself. Also, just go back when you ended up at the end of that Batman Superman story with the whole deal on the moon, and that they go back to the Batcave. All Batman needs is a little help to clean up. Superman's off. (laughs) He doesn't clean up afterwards. He's Smell not that later, guy. Betsy. I, I'm seriously. He is Superman. He probably just sits there and like, really? Where's Firestorm? That guy ain't got shit to do. Where's the Metal Men? Really? Let's get them on this. And uh, dude, the and thing then, is, you say that I'm sitting here before we got on that I I got some stuff I need to pick up here in my bedroom, which I record out of. I'm like. And I had my little Firestorm Imagine X act figure that I was like flying around just waiting. But no. I'm like, all right, transmute you in the air, transmute you in the air. This is yeah. all I'm picking up for now. I'm just going to Firestorm come over, transmute everything in the air, That's and then what I die I of oxygen poisoning. I need him to transmute this coffee that I spilt on the ground. Eric, that was a month ago. I transmute still see, this. The, I see the stain, and it's it's like a crime scene. There's the stain, and the cup is still right there. Pick I, the cup I, up. I, I step over it to get to this desk monster. here. Oh, I am. It's awful. But you end up where the story is, if you haven't read the first issue of Endless Winter, the Justice League story that started all. You basically have the... Uh, Fortress of Solitude, when it got destroyed by Rogozar, Superman didn't pick up his mess. Bunch of Kryptonian crystals crystals everywhere. It's leaking into the ice somehow. No one's freaking nonsense. And then, uh, you know, unfortunately for us, but pretty much solid for the Frost King, he just happened to be right under there. And he ended (laughs) up being affected by it. And then when Sebastian Stagg did dig out and and get a vein, like um, an ice vein. Big old ice vein. He ended up taking that and that ended up bastard. That did release the whole deal with the Frost King, which it does seem like he has a very personal deal. What's that? Because the idea, even like, you know, you and I, we read that first issue of Endless Winter and we're thinking to ourselves, everything is happening right now. And I don't care what Sebastian Stagg's doing. He's an entrepreneur. He's trying to do his stuff. But this is all happening because Superman didn't pick up after himself. And it seemed like even at the end of that, it's like Superman, like, oh, no, the Kryptonian crystals that I left here, they somehow soaked into this uh, Frost King. And now he's even more powerful somehow for whatever this means. But now as we move on to parts chapters two and three for this section of the books, it almost seems like, yeah, Sebastian Stagg released that oh, Frost that, well, King. I'm here's like, the deal. Ah, you're doing you, PR control right now. I got you. You're the Justice League, right? You're sitting there. They've had some problems, Christopher Priest, where they do things and end up getting in trouble. They, they don't need that, Eric. This is like so the Watchtower when- constantly coming out of orbit and smashing down into Earth. Oh, no. Uh, what happened here? It must have been that Mongol. They are – Gravity was it the enemy? <laughs> they ended up. Is there any way we can oh, arrest Dr. gravity, Polaris. please? Uh, yeah. Well, you're gonna spin it. Superman, Superman. He ain't taking the blame. You're gonna do. You know, they, they throw shade at Batman every time he almost ruins. Nobody knows this. Like every they event, don't let gotcha. that out, right? But they don't let that out. It's like so. With that, the best part of this is as we go well, through these the two is, issues. The thing is, they might not let it out, or they might let it out. Also, it's Batman. Nobody knows his identity. It's like, all right, guys. I screwed up, but now that I've released my name as Clark Kent, I can kind of be held accountable for this shit. So let's keep this on the lowdown, all right? Down low, not lowdown. We'll talk more about it in the second book because you end up having – 
Lois doing a little, little report there on it. And I'm like, you're talking about how you love that husband of yours and you know him as a human. You should also know he's the one who screwed up right away. She is, she's real big on releasing crystals, breaking down somehow, poisoning our earth and releasing a monster that's been stuck down there since 10 AD. She will release everybody's bio from the heroes in crisis with, with (laughs) no care in the world. But yet when something comes up, like, and also, Stag. I could just sit in there. She's like, okay, well, I have, I'm sitting on the story that Superman, he really messed up. But boy, that Cameron Chase said, if we mess up one more time, oh, no. we're in big trouble. We're on double I, secret I don't probation as it is. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out who sent that email from subspace. I have no idea. The daily Superman, star of all people. I, I don't, hey, honey, are you still wanting to control the world as the king of Earth? No? Okay, we're good. Just you imagine know, so that, too. All Whoever that. sent that email from the Unity Day where we had the Federation me, of Planets all together, we sent a video email from Superman saying that he represents Earth, which no Earthling is. A, but then we sent it to the second biggest newspaper and not the first biggest newspaper. And I'm like, I don't even know what the Daily Star is. I want to say second because I'm being kind, but why not go the Daily Planet route? You afraid it's going to get buried? Eric- the, the Daily Planet's fake news. We all know this. That's what is it that is, what is, Eric. It's sliders. Nobody, nobody's going to believe that. Actually, if you wanted to actually ask me seriously why I do think it went to the Daily Star and not the Daily Planet, I would think that it was because they were afraid Lois would squash it. I really or do. Clark I think himself. that maybe that, yeah. That's why I think that that was the case. Fake news, though, as well. And, uh, you know, and plus Lois, when she does a story, a weird it's, all, it's all about her. Eric, that's True. all it is. It is a Who's tangent. On the it's line. like, well, Superman, he claims that he's the king of the world, but pretty much I have been the queen of the world. So suck it. People. But behind every the great end, man is an even better woman. Let me tell you yeah, about me, really. everybody. Yeah. And, and even if you say Clark was going to squash it, Lois would steal it from him all the time because that's all she does. That's what she is. She, she's a, she's a story stealer. She is. But yeah, we're back to endless winter. Yeah. These are tangents, but it's comic book tangents, right? Um, but with all this going on, uh, the first issue where way back when we started this, what I was going to say, I, I wasn't exactly gung ho for these things. Now, you, want a you end up having Michael Keaton movie. Uh, yes, I ended up where you make me laugh is what I said at the end. And I do want to point out that was not a sound effect, Eric. It was pretty good. You end up, though, where you don't. And this is where I'm going to go back to a couple times during these two issues and probably throughout this whole nine issue event, because it is a nine issue event, a nine issue story. Three this down. isn't this isn't a four issue story with a bunch of tie-ins. So when you end up going to the Flash and Superman here, remember, this isn't a tie-in. Again, this is a crossover. And it's sure? playing less. It, well, I'm saying it's playing like less than what we usually even well, like, get with a tie-in. The idea that you just even talked about where you have an event and you have a bunch of tie-ins that come in and feel weird and they're doing different stuff with the story because even the way we're presenting this nine-issue event, it's like, all right, what's chapter one? The Justice League Endless Winner Special Number One. Okay, okay. That's the first thing. What's, it, what's chapter Chapter number two, the flash number 767. All right. All right. It's a weird tie. And then you go to chapter three, Superman endless winter special number one. I'm like, 
All right, you're not really playing by your own rules. You're just throwing in different titles. The like- rules being that Bendis wouldn't finish his damn story before December <laughs> because you can't have it go back and forth. You can't have it be Superman number 30 and then back to Ben. It's confusing then. So the books that ended up being able to, it seems to do it, but it gets wonky. Weird. It really does. Like I said, remember when we look back a little bit, Teen Titans seems to kind of continue, but maybe but like it's all the numbering it's stuff, but it's not. Special. But the thing is, when I think that when I looked it up as the solicit, it wasn't. I think they changed. They're going all over the place, Eric. Because remember, we were on the podcast, and I ended up looking it up and saying, oh, my God, it's this. But you end up where some of the books, like Wonder Woman, is continuing this month, so you're not going to get a numbered deal and and all that going on. But what I I need, though, is it's, like I said, these aren't just tie-ins that you could decide, well, I'll get that or not, the way it's presented. Right. The way it's presented is this is nine chapters of a story. It's a nine-issue event, no tie-ins, all crossover, go. And when we get through that first Justice League issue to start this, it was lukewarm with a cold story and culture. I end up – but cold I need reception. The, I, I need these next things to push me into if I was going to buy it cold. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, really. You're going to go with that forever, every issue. I did um, So when you get to this Flash and then the Superman, the two out this week, you know, I, I – Obviously, I want the story to progress. I want to see more about what's going on. But I also have to see that this story has something to it. Has legs. And and has legs and isn't just, well, we have, you know, three issues and then we'll just tie it because, We got a bunch of things that we got to fill. For some reason, DC said, all right, you got a story, nine issues, and now we got to spread this out to make that nine-issue quota. And the way they were playing it out, it was, okay, this is a Justice League story. We started with just – so all the books with Justice League characters, let's go. Ooh, I, I only have five issues. No, no, no. Extent, because these issues this week are nonsense. They are nothing stories. They really are nothing. But I'm sure we'll try to have some fun with them. Eric, what's first? The Flash, number 767, written by Andy Lanning and Ron Mars, with art by Clayton Henry, Marco Santucci, and Steve Wands. Winter is here, and apparently it's endless, as the whole world is stuck with a cold front that looks like it's going to get worse before it gets better. With that, Black Adam has gone to the United Nations and opened his borders to... Ref- what are we doing? What are <laughs> I we- will edit that out, Eric. Keep going. I hit the wrong thing. <laughs> you dumb son of a bitch. I was trying to add the ding sound can, in case you, you can, messed you up to go with my theme. Out. You don't got to push buttons during this. I wanted to get the ding sound in case you messed up to keep with the branding. Looks Eric, like it's going to get worse before up. it gets better. With the Black Adam has gone to the United Nations and opened his borders to refugees while talking shit on the Just League, which leads our hero Flash to go and check in on the roller, but it seems that he passes out from the cold first and rescued by the former champion of the Wizard. With that, we talk about what we already know. Black Adam shares his lightning with Barry to top off the speed force somehow, and then we see that Barry is worried about Iris. While everyone while everyone is, seems to be busy in this event right as of right now, all we ever really see is the smashing of ice monsters while the most interesting part of the book are the flashbacks to 10 AD. Yeah, I'm in problems. I, I can't yeah. see very well, and Makes I'm having that... No, remember when oh. I, I thought that I was, you know, having like I'm getting MS or saying, you know, all that. I think that that's coming back. I, I end up, I know that I'm. A, <laughs> Every just, week there's something wrong with you. I was just going to say, you know that I'm one of them claustrophobics. 
Like, what am I? See, I can't even think straight. Eric. I do need my medicine. I'll no, tell you. no, you just and don't. That, uh, no, the thing is, I, I also get mad because the Zencaster we record on, we only have a specific number of sound effect spots. I needed that ding just in case. So the thing I thought I'd get rid of is the theme. We're never going to play that again, are we? I mean, if it played again, that would be crazy. Stupid. And then it did. And then it, and it, I'm sitting there. I'm all that. I'm like going like I'm, I'm a fine tooth comb to make sure that I hit that X and I didn't. But yeah, you, you start off and, and you're going to do I'm the same edit thing. That out. I'm like, get yeah, out of I, town. You ain't doing shit. Really? I mean, if I was going to edit it out, I wouldn't have said anything. I know. It won't make any sense, though. It kind of make you sound crazy. <laughs> it's my friend crazy you end up though where you have these stories seem like they're all going to start with the ad justice league as we called them in the you know the 10 ad stuff and it's a shame because that's the stuff that actually is interesting though it's it's not really giving you enough each issue it, it's intriguing enough as you see the origin well, of the, the frost king the first time that we come into this whole thing for a chapter number two we're back at 10 ad black adam he's broken out of his prison now that the, you know, the justice league 10 ad has broken him out or released him he just wants to get some mead get some women do his thing and we're not worried about the end of the world right that, now what well, i'd like to say he likes to get some ale and a bit of tail eric right, what he's right, getting like anybody who gets out of prison right away it's like you know uh, what i got two things on my AD. mind right yeah really the money is that the money no, on no, the mind no, and no. the mind on your money uh yeah so he's doing that and i i like the interactions here i want to know more about the the well, prince the 10 AD just you know like the, viking prince. the viking prince apollo the swamp thing of this era and black adam like this is a badass team and i'm happy that we are seeing but you know what? I kind of sort of see this at this point because everything you're that's giving me the, in the present day me. is kind of boring and overlong and not really doing and much. You know, and like, the, you know what the problem is? The problem is how are you going to do that when you've set up a series like this, this event where you're going through the individual books of the, the Justice League? You have a flash book where you don't have any fl- – you can't do it. It sets you up to fail in that. Now, maybe down the line, one of the Justice League specials or something, we can focus more on them. But you're going to have to have your characters in it. And the story from the get-go is not set up to be an individual issue hero story and you see it in these two that we're doing now because unless they're together fighting off the frost they they really don't have a lot to do and it ends up feeling silly of okay well we're all around the world doing things separately Uh, hey where's that frost king Hmm, i don't know and so you have barry start out and even with that this is called endless winter i don't know about you eric if you have ever been in a winter have you ever yeah. been in the cold weather? I you kind of get it, right? You kind of know. Like we have had recently in the past couple of years here in Pennsylvania, a couple of years that would go below zero. It's cold as shit. I don't want that to happen. When you say it's negative 100, I can't even fathom. I'm like, okay, I'd die. I'd cry, die, done. And you have to have Barry for a page talk about how cold it is and what it will do. That's Man, fine. this is worse than Captain you Cold repeat how cold it, with, it is. You repeat it with Lois the next issue. I don't need this repeat of shit, it's cold. And then you get to the point where well, the Barry is, this sets is up the deal. Because when it is cold out, like you're sitting here in a PA winter and stuff like that, everybody you go and talk to, especially during this kind of inclement weather, fuck, it's cold. I'm like, you're going to hear yeah. it from everybody. So it kind yeah, of makes you, sense. You everybody wants to bitch about the cold. And it infuriates you, that small talk. I mean, this is working hard or hardly working, people. right? That's all it is in the winter. And so you get this though, but it gets worse. <laughs> it's the wind that gets you. I'm gonna shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a dry heat. 
Yeah, really? No. That's nice. Uh, but yeah, you get to Barry and he's, hey, I'm a forensic scientist, so I'm going to give you a weather report. I mean, really, all you need to do is really have like, here's Vicky Vale on the 52 review uh, deal and it's cold. Shit, it's cold. Have Rocket Ronnie say it's cold. Up. But you end up where he's running around and he's saying. Rocking Ricky you know, Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, say, oh, who are you? You, ain't, ah! you end up where he is cold. You ain't rocking he's going to He's going to mention, get this, if it gets cold, you get frostbite. Oh, my goodness. You get hypothermia, blood thickens, cortisol. We're never seeing this. And what gets me is right away, you see people outside with short sleeve shirts on. Wonder so, Woman you know, saving people in that. Yeah, but I die. I mean, at this point, I'm, I'm still going to go oh, with no, it. It's endless I'm winter. Not changing I guess my Jim's going to wear something besides for basketball shorts. Yeah, now. it's final winner for me. Uh, yeah, I won't change my game. Also, I love it too because in each one of these, because what you're getting is surface level. Barry, then surface level Superman, and they both end up kissing their loved ones outside. Th- those lips are those lips are not getting separated. I saw like now, Lois. All of a sudden, it's like a Christmas story, but it's Christmas lips. story. That's what it is. They're the pole, <laughs> and they're kissing. I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. But as you go through this, you know, you have this. Oh, there's Barry's running around. He says throughout this whole issue, oh my god. I can't believe that the cold is affecting me. Now, he does mention some things, but seriously, Barry, you have specific villains who are cold-based because of that fact. You are now getting a cold that is 10 times worse than you've ever faced, and you're shocked. He even says, this is nothing like the Captain Cold and Icicle. Yeah, it may not be, but that's the concept of those villains. You have a specific set of villains that only are cold-based because it will slow down your molecules. Don't make it seem like you're surprised by this try to figure it out plus they, they go then and well the code's affecting that speed force now really? the weird idea that the speed force is affected by this you know the frost king even when we go into the superman for the next like you know issue mm-hmm. and talk about the flashback that we'll see and that really points out that it's almost like he's an early metahuman of 10 ad for what he has a, cry- a cryokinesis okay and yes i don't know how far we're going to take more with this flashback to make him look like the freaking you know a norse god devil monster ice thing but like He's a dude, and it looks like he has cryokinesis. Things might happen later on to make it worse. I don't know, but I just don't understand how we get to this point in time for the things that we're going to be seeing in this whole flashback with, you know, oh, he's just the metahuman. No, no, he is the end of the world out of nowhere. And I say out of nowhere, but it's something that's been going on since 10 AD. Yeah, and what what I don't like, but affecting um, the speed force. So with the idea, like I'm, t- I t- tried to wrap back. I'm like, where was I going with that? I don't know. But yeah. no, the idea that the speed force is, you know, thing being affected by the cold. I'm like, no, it's kind of outside of just temperature. Yes, yeah. you could be affected by it. Wouldn't be affecting the speed and force. That's, It'd what's, be affecting that's what's you. That's what's funny is they're trying to play off the idea that. You know, he again. He has villains that they don't. Those villains don't. Man, affect it's the really speed hot force. They slow him down. Speed force is like fucking liquid no, right holy now. Holy crap! It's so, so what slippery. they're trying to do is make it so that this affects Barry on more of a meta power level, and and maybe they'll tie it around somehow. I don't see because it's just extra cold affects the speed force. I mean, really, because Barry has had the speed force in space, Eric. It's mighty cold there. Uh, so no when you're you doing this, you're. Uh, it is true. And they can hear me scream here, Eric, because we're on a podcast. But you end up where Barry's going around. And, yeah, he tries to get a hold of Iris, which he should have last issue when he said. Well, he's still trying to figure out how to balance work at home, man. Well, he is. Also, suddenly he thinks he's from England or something where he calls Lois or uh, Iris. Yeah. He goes, you're still there, love. (laughs) 
I'm like, well, where's this Barry from? Well, I like guess, this guy. Exactly. You know, I'm okay. As long as he's not one of these people that go around calling everybody babe. You know, oh, what's up, babe? I, I'm Nothing with much, you. Babe. That's what Tanya Thank does. God I, I it's hate not it. this. Yeah, but what he's doing now is in a little bit. A lot day. of friends he, that do that drive me nuts. <laughs> He's fucking Madonna. All of a sudden, the, the, she had an English accent. She, she visited Kabbalah now. She, she toured the UK for three days, and all of a sudden, she has this English accent. Hello, love. And so for the rest of the issue, where I always say that I don't hear the voice of the character in my head like a lot of people can do when they do. Most people do. Uh, I have to say it out loud, so I just read Barry's with the Oh, no, it's Constantine. Accent. I'm telling you, you take the freaking mask off, and it might as well be Constantine as well. Iris, you okay? Did I lose you hello that's barry pure barry and while he's doing this you end up having you know everybody all hands on deck the superheroes the just league and and some extra characters which was cool to see new superman keenan kong they're helping in china with barry but you end up where they're trying to put out fires you know put out fires with gasoline maybe but they're all around we can say the new superman people might know what's going on the superman of china essentially though if you haven't been like you're reading any of that but it's it's true it's a chinese superman and stuff like that but when barry is on the comms talking to everybody's doing stuff like you know superman and black lightning metropolis doing stuff wonder woman's doing stuff john stewart's doing stuff but the idea that he is talking to all these heroes in their different cities making sure that everybody's all right except for arthur he's freaking you know he's he's uh, yeah he's in my action at this point but i'm in china and i'm with superman and like we can see the super slash man i mean super hyphen man thing to like show like wouldn't that be confusing on a com saying i'm with i'm a superman helping him out i'm like i don't know what you're talking about barry I'm, i'm right here with black lightning they he ends up with I'm with super hyphen man. I think that so what he said, but it would be very confusing. I, I'd like to like Barry, you losing it here. I'm here with Black Lightning. Uh, yeah, I'm not in China. Oh, I'm man, in that cold's affecting him bad. I love it Seeing too. Stuff. Where you go through these and you end up like there's Barry in Beijing. You have Wonder Woman, Nairo, Roby, and you have Batman and Gotham and Superman and Metropolis. Yeah. So like I ain't going that far. I'm not going to go and do that, but I do like that John Stewart there to fight the ice giant monster in Washington, D.C. At the Lincoln Memorial, he actually has a construct of Lincoln with an is, axe. You sure that's Lincoln? It's not Paul Bunyan? It's not Paul Bunyan. I actually was like, is that Paul Bunyan? That's how I wanted. But I, I kind of like it, though. I think that John Wilkes Booth would probably do a better job in the situation, right? Yeah, the, the scrawny Against ass the Lincoln there. Lincoln was actually a boxer as well. I don't think he and needs an ugly, that axe. ugly dude. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And a bearded fella, Eric, a bearded fella. Uh, yeah, so you end up where they're all hey, hands on deck. They're all edge. going around. Yeah, really. <laughs> and you didn't know that Lincoln, his vice president, when he, ran, when, vice pre- when he ran, his vice president was this just big blue ox. Nobody realizes this. It was a real Thank mess God up we guy. have his picture on those paper towels yes, now. Yes, we do. Yeah, really. I'm so glad. And thank God that was the year he also invented flannel. I mean, he did a lot, that guy. You end up where Wonder Woman in Nairobi is where you have these girls behind her. They got short sleeve shirts on. We were just told that in like two minutes, you're going to die out there. They were in you better school. get what them they out of do? there. Yeah, well, they should get back I in, should school. Be back in school. They should get back in that school. Cool. So you Greta. end up going there. Greta reading this would be having a, a thing. Like I told you. I, should I told you this here. shit would happen. So you end up almost having her there because what happens with this then, this is where we had at the end of the last issue of the deal, you ended up having Black Adams like, oh, this shit's happening again. Oh, I better get well, on being this. being so coy about everything? I'm telling you, he's, he's being the, very coy. He's at the United Nations pretty much talking shit on everybody. You know, you want the Just League to help you. They're not going to do shit. Anybody 
but he wants to come to conduct. Borders are open. It's cool. And even when Barry shows up later on, it's like, you know, Black Adams at the United Nations are talking a lot of shit. You better go check on him, Barry. Make sure he's not up to no good. All right, I'm on my way. Oh, no, I passed out. I woke up in conduct and Black Adam's my nursemaid. This is weird. But this whole conversation, we're not talking about the Frost King, even though Barry brings it up. And I'm like, you know, he's actually talking about, hey, we can't find this Frost King. He hasn't made his presence known yet. Oh, that is odd. I'm like, you were one of the Just League in 10 AD, Black Adam. You are a guy who knows immediately what's well, going that's on right, right now. Tell I have us. a theory. I have a theory. But yeah, at the UN, he's definitely Greta because he starts out legitimately with shouldn't be up here. pretty much that line and I then goes in and, and just rips into them. You guys have to do stuff justly well, better get be things done right now. And then, then he, and he ends oh, up, hey, everybody, you know, I know that everybody in this world's affected by the same exact thing, but... If you want to be a refugee, come on to conduct. We're like that. It's a very doomsday clock esque deal that he ended up doing there. And it just feels you all, off, you but all I remember think, last issue when you know Catman yeah, and all. Rampage and all them guys yeah. when they were taking over they're over they're here there. now. Everything's yeah, they're over. there. And what I think is going on is Black Adam, and this is my guess for the whole entire bad story. Happens, like Black Adam, like, come on over to Conduct, yeah. everybody. It's Tell just you. like in and, Doomsday and, Clock. Unless it's the Hope at World's End where he locked the gates, wouldn't let any, and then he let him in and it screwed them all. But when you does. have this, he we know that he was involved, right? And that seems to be like the mystery that's building. What happened? And you're you're already setting like up by the beginning of Superman. Getting, like, you know, cold right now. Like, what's Hippolyta yeah, doing? Paradise She's Island. There, I'm like, you know, hey, they know Winter Wonderland. They don't care. What do they oh, care the anyway? They just stay the inside. Back. Damn right they are. And <laughs> that, that shield. What is it? The force field. You end up, though, with the all this. barrier. My, oh, thank you. My whole <laughs> theory of this, and, and where I want to say that, you know, this may or may not be right, but whatever. But the way that we're going and how we're only getting a little bit of the deal, I think that what ends up happening with this story, and it's already weird in the start of Superman, you're starting to set up Frost King as not this world eater, destroyer type deal, but more of a upset father whose Again, family, you, whose family was yes even i don't we, need that this even this when quick. we have that and the thing is we don't know anything about what's oh, happening I think the so setup even the is idea, black adam's the bad guy here so really? i'm just that's why yeah well, I'm, i think that, i have well, no idea you. when we get to superman we guys go into this more because well i'm gonna I, I go into it right here character. what i'm saying though is is that Obviously, the AD Justice League with Black Adam did something. They were the ones to defeat the Frost King. He ended up in, well, he ended up in the Arctic. Well, why would you show them there if they weren't the ones who stopped it originally? The thing is, we know that there is a team, and that's this, this, it's dribs and drabs that we're finding out that's driving me nuts right now because, like, you know, there is a story that's taking place where it's all going to like unfold from present day and past together, it seems like, for how we're getting the story made out to us. But for the idea that we had the Frost King, and even with the, like, the, revelation that we'll have at the cliffhanger of superman of his family being in an ice block at the end he like, also yells at one point for his family as well it seems at, like at almost like deal. he put himself there in my mind yeah i don't think so i think that's how he was defeated uh he was left there i think that we're going to see that black adam back in the day he's already you know getting tail and drinking ale i think that he's already being pushed as the <laughs> asshole in a while. I, I believe that what's happening here is that he is offering this i think that he's offering 
this whole nonsense for these ref- he's building an army he's making an army because he's going to hole up in Kandak because he knows that Frost King's coming for him Kandak I think or that not, by it's the still going to get cold yeah but I, I, I'm saying though cold's one thing destroyed is another and I think that he needs help to defend all of these things going and I do think that we'll see because he's being so coy it's not like if this was where they ended up doing all what they did and everything was fine they would just go and say hey you know I know this Frost King I'll help you he's not giving up the goods now the the thing is we don't know the background right now like you know what happened to the Viking Prince if there's somehow like you know any kind of knowledge passed down through this whole thing but we know the problem is is that Wonder Woman could get her ass over the Themyscira and ask Apollo well not only that we have Black Adam he knows exactly what's happening right now we have like Swamp Thing still connected to the Parliament of the Trees he could have the idea of what happened before He's through relatable knowledge. Now. Yeah, what are you going to look in the microscope and you start yelling that. at a you slide? continuity, you can say that he is out of the picture at this point. But, in time, he but you shouldn't. do have Hippolyta. Hippolyta. And I think that what ends up happening is going to be in again. This is what I'm hoping because I'm not getting shit from these issues. I mean, as an ongoing. So I hope that it's Hippolyta knows. It's one of those biggest regret things that they promise never to say anything. Eventually, I think she'll tell Wonder Woman. That's where we'll get the turn of this. But I do think that pretty much the Frost King only wants his family and his family we see in the next deal. But in this issue, basically, you end up having Barry go to talk to Black Adam in conduct about, hey, what was this big, you know, to do at the UN? You're making a lot of pomp and circumstance here. We're, We're trying to save the world don't cause trouble here and he goes and he's getting tired he says oh my god the speed force it's getting cold the speed force i'm having problems and ends up right as he's attacked by these frost beasts he ends up getting saved by black adam and a bunch of villains a bunch of villains that that's the last thing he sees and he does thank black adam and the weird thing about this is is even though you have the idea that black adam's saying refugees and things like that he's really pushing the yeah, thank you, Barry. I mean, really, I'm here for you. I'm such a good guy. I'm the Barry says, yeah, I kind of got this, you know, the spark of the speed force isn't there. Somehow we get the idea that Black Adam can freaking kickstart my heart here. Well, even the and, and, thing, and so, I'm telling you, out of everything that we got in this issue, because I actually found it pretty damn dull besides for the flashback, because that's what I'm interested in here. But when we have Barry Allen, who's feeling that his connection to the speed force is limited at this point because of what's happening in the world. And Black Adam's like, oh. Your lightning's a little weak right now. Shazam! And then sends a bolt of lightning because, like, this is what. And it goes into Barry right there. Like, wow, I feel great. I want to sit down and explore this aspect. I'm like, did you just freaking you know, power him up with the speed of, like, you know, Mercury or whatever you want to do, whatever? I and then Mercury has a connection to. I know. He has the way. But, and is that because the god is connected somehow to the speed force? Because of the idea they were the god of speed? And, well, not only that, that but you have okay. the speed force that somehow is being affected. You know, obviously it's not as right as it could be, but now we have the speed force on top of this extra power boost that's coming from a god. I'm like, this could be a really interesting that story on be. itself. Now, I'm wondering if Joshua Williamson fi- found this out a couple months ago or whatnot when Barry was having all those problems with the speed force. He just could have gotten the paddles. Jumps out my me. heart. But boom, he's just doing that. Or he's like, Jason, stay them. You know, he's Cranked? doing all that and crap. Yeah. Yeah. I no, I, I, yeah, I know you do. <laughs> it's, uh, thing. <laughs> it, it's the human speed. Uh, you no, end no, up speed's though, the human speed. Yes. Well, you end up with all of right this now. going on. And right. Black, Adam, let's go. Black Adam. Yes, let's go. Black Adam. <laughs> ends up pretty much pushing this as like a dupe like look yeah i'm always here to help just remember go tell everybody right go, get, if you run into shazam let them know oh, and uh, because i'm there for Stop the be good so bad take care of this bad guy 
Yeah, go and do it. But the big thing was when they're like, so what's going on, Flash? I don't know. I don't know. It's this Frost King, dude. We we can't find him. You can't find him. No, no, no. It's pretty stormy out there. Basically, is, basically, Barry's explanation is it's really snowing hard. It's, it's, it's not a lot of visibility. You say? I, I, I don't I can't see through it. I can only run fast. And he's like, oh, OK, well, check you later. Remember, I'm always here to help. He goes up. Huh. Certainly, that was a most useful conversation said like Bill and Ted, Eric. Uh, and so he goes off then to go back to Central City again, where I'm going negative 100 and you have Iris out there being a badass. She's got she's a jacket got heat on. Waves she's got gun. Heat waves gun. Yeah, yeah she's got the, you know, the hood down because you have to see her face. There's a lot. Again, this is just the art and how you have to do things. But get her the hell off the street once you destroy this whole ice monster. And don't kiss her. You're going to get stuck. You're going to get stuck. And now we're going to have the Christmas story situation. They're going to be but fine. Yeah. They already have the driest lips ever. That is true. Goes and says, hey, you know what? You're the best, Iris. I I wish that I was as good as you. You are, Barry. Now go to it. All right. And he runs off. And I'm like, really? That's it? (laughs) Really? At the end of this, we didn't get shit. All we right, I made anything. sure that my lady love is all right. Back to running, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I'm supercharged by the Black Adams, off I go. All of a sudden, he's like, really, like, I really want Egyptian food out of nowhere. I'm really <laughs> hungry. Uh, but yeah, when this is going on and all this stuff, the problem I have with it all is the fact that, again, it's a nine part story, not a tie. If this was just. Okay, here, Flash is a tie-in, and we get this. We have this all the time where I can say, well, they kind of got you know suckered into this, and we didn't get much, but at least people who are reading the flip. But this is nothing. This is part of the main story. This has to hit. And now He's after got the swiftness two- of Horus going on right now. I had to go I know. I could, I could, I could I tell know. you were typing. <laughs> like, I don't even yeah, care Horus. about being quiet about this right now. Well, I want Horus. to find out. Horus, that's like the uh, the bird, right? Like the eagle type looking thing, the hawk. I think I, I believe yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah, like yeah. kind of weird owl thing. Yeah, kind of like an owl. Yeah. See, I know some of the things some of the time, but I don't know most of the things most of the time. Yeah, here. Yeah. But at the end of this, uh, you're two issues in, and it's getting worse. Like this is supposed to be where you, you know, the story itself needs Black Adam to come and kickstart its heart because it's not going anywhere. Well, even and that, I just don't know if it would be able to tell the story better. Like the way they're doing it is probably the best way to do it. But like, let's say it's a ten issue of like event that we're dealing with right now, and the first five issues are the Just League Ten AD, and then we see how that is, and then we go into the present day stuff, or vice versa, something along those lines. We get the full story right there of what you want to deal with because. I'm not getting anything out of my present day heroes when all the cool shit seems to be happening back in 10 AD. Yeah. And maybe it would have been one of those where you have, uh, you know, it's a shame you don't have like a Shazam book and, and you could have had those. You're right. Yeah, And it could have been those. It could be those, like it would be nice to have a certain book that we know that when we get it, it's going to be, the 10 AD. Maybe it's just one of them. We get three parts throughout, maybe two. So what you're telling me is when we come back from future state, this is the next book that DC is going to announce. Exactly. Justice League 10 AD, just like the BC Avengers. I'd I'd like to see this team. I'm interested. I think they're cool. Uh, Then you add on with different weird stuff. When you have it, like, just think of the idea of writing the story. And if it's a nine issue story, where where did this issue and the Superman next come in? Because you are basically 
almost like you're trying to show that you know the characters more than you, but you're going to be in and out of this. This isn't the start of a flash run that you're going to have 50 issues where you can get to the story eventually. You need to hit with this. You can't just sit there and like, oh, we know that he's a forensic. You get all the tropes. You get the forensic science. You mean Flash and Superman wonky. are good guys? Shit. Yeah. And that's what, and Superman I don't need that. Superman loves his mom, Pop. So Shit. At, at the end, I want to know where this idea of, hey, we're going to start this deal. We're going to end the first issue with, I'm the Frost King. It's, it's like it's Jim Morrison back, right? Hey, he's yelling and then disappears. And then for two issues, we don't get him until the cliff. You don't get him. What is that in storytelling where he's the big bad of this? Where is it going to be important that we know that Flash ended up running back to Iris and smooching? Yeah, we get a little set up with you know Black Adam with that, but do we have to know that Wonder Woman was in Nairobi? We know that they're going to save people. Get to the damn story. Stop this nonsense. Get to the story at hand and start showing me this Frost King is a huge threat besides just a winter wonderland that everybody's running around with short sleeves and it's not even affecting them except, oh man, it's, it's snowing. Freaking right now, in this story, people in Buffalo are like, boy, this is an easy winter to get through. It's not even <laughs> as bad as their normal winter. They're drunk, Eric. They're getting tail and drinking ale. But besides that, I'm a fuck you five for this. I'm I'm irritated already that this was a nothing story. I like the art enough, but you know, a lot of long faces. That's the you know Clayton Henry deal that we always get. Barry at points looks like he's a pill. He's a running pill. But I yeah, I do like that enough. But so maybe I'll just go standard five. I I did like the art enough. But what would you give it? I'm sitting at a five point five out of ten because while you get nothing in your main story, like I said, I still am compelled with the flashback stuff. Love the Justice League ten AD stuff, and I'm only interested in this. And it's a weird thing because I'm going to be around the same score for the next book, and it's weird situation. Like it for different reasons, exactly. Right? I'm telling you, I'm yeah. gonna sit here at the same score, but like I'm the same as well. It's such a weird idea, but it's a 5.5 out of 10 for this one. We're gonna go right into the next one, which is Superman Endless Winter Special Number One, written by Andy Lanning and Ron Mars, with art by Phil Hester, Andy Parks, Hi Fi, and Dave Sharp. The smashing of ice monsters continues in this issue where Superman is trying to save everyone he can while also protecting his family, but it appears that his family doesn't need his lame ass hanging around. They shoo him off to continue saving others. This leads to more smashing of ice monsters, and by the end, the only parts of this book that were actually interesting were the flashbacks to the origin of the Frost King and the cliffhanger Sebastian Stagg found and the ice he took from the Fortress of Solitude. Fuck you! There you go, Eric. Yes! I did it! Welcome to the suck. (laughs) So you get this, and you get this flashback origin deal that does put the Frost King as, like, one of the first metahumans. You see that he had... I don't know about first, but uh, definitely a metahuman at this point. Yeah, Uh, you know, as as far as, you know, you go back and see, but... uh, you end up having him be the biggest, greatest thing that happens. And, and it makes sense. I like the progression where, oh, my God, this guy has powers. He's got frost powers. This is going to be great during the winter. We can get this. I mean, at one point, he's just making ice monsters to go and scare away, you know, yeah, wolves he's keeping and things, his but it's village fine. safe at this yeah. point. And this whole thing is it's very weird. We're like, you know. The winters become harsher. Nothing will grow. And where this this village that this guy's been protecting with his cryokinesis they start getting a little wary of him and his powers because they believe him to be the the cause of their endless winter. Yeah, it's green. Oh, yeah, and that would be the deal. It's going to be cold all the yeah. goddamn time. Yeah, really. I, they're like, really? <laughs> the thing is, where I, we talked about in the previous one about making the Frost King a sympathetic character right off the bat with this you know, third flashback that we have. I don't really get it because they come to his house – 
and they're pissed off. Now he's going to fight them off with his cryokinesis, but if he really was this great guy that wanted to protect his family and his village, he would have given himself up and let them kill him or just, you know, kill himself because he should know that he is the one that is actually killing everybody around him with this power. But instead he fights back and actually ends up getting his fit, like a member of his family killed, which sets him off on this even worse path. This is the deal where I think it's sympathetic. It starts a little before that, where it does point out, I don't know why you would have to put this, um, but it's that he, he wasn't bad. He was just drawn that way. Eric, they say, but with none to train Edwald to help him understand Edwald. or control his power, the <laughs> gift became a curse. So right away you're going, he's not evil. He just can't control his powers. Then they come and Edward they point Olsen. it out. Well, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, stay away from my family. Magnus. <laughs> stay away from my family. Classic I am Greenland. just one. I am one of your kingsmen. <laughs> you end up where they point out, not just that they're coming for him. This is where I think the narration ends up maybe giving you a little too much information or, you know, the actual story not giving it enough. But it really points out what would a man do to protect his family? They're not just like saying, hey. Come out to here, Edward. We'll end up just killing you. He is guarding his family with the house you, it, burning down. The and then is, he it says got to this point, he knows what's happening at this point. The sun has been blocked out. Everything is death, you know, all the crops and stuff like that. He knows what he is doing well, right now. He here's the progression, it. though. Right, guys, look, look. I'm going to let you kill me or I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, but I the, don't think you ever get to that no, no, because I'm of the progression you could here. If, if he actually I think they're killing wasn't the whole family so selfish thing. because if, I the, really if the sun think, comes yeah. back and everything goes back to normal. All right. Edward did us a great yeah. favor by ending his you know curse that he had over this village. Legitimately, I think that he would know, and I think I think that it would have been <laughs> the know. idea that at least the kids are going to die because they have no idea if one of them has it. I, I actually think you're getting almost like an X Men mutant type deal here, but you do see the progression. Everybody's loving it. He gets out of control. Now, nobody will drink with me. He's there by himself at the bar. You know how no, much man. that is because that's what always happens. Actually, and I would then drink with him. He's going to keep my beer really cold. It's always getting too warm Seriously. in the bars. And then they're all pissed because when it's usually summer, it's 80 below. Now it's 100. This is really oh, causing Edward. some problems. I think I see uh, you know, Greta's in there yelling about this this change of climate. And so they all just come down and they – they burn the house. They're burning the house. They, they don't care about killing the family. And I think that that's what he's trying to do. And, in, and says, is this how you treat your kinsmen? And you're here seeking death and death is what you'll find. And I think that the whole deal is that he's protecting his family. And I think that maybe, you know, we're going to find that that's his big thing. And then when you end up having a defeated, that's all he needs. And I swear we're going to end with this ending with him being reunited in Valhalla, Eric, with his family. Look, in that's my where mind, they go, his right? family's still alive somehow. I don't understand how this works out. Because now I don't we're think here. he's going to Valhalla either. But yeah, there's a little more than three people in the family too, which throws no, me off. There's only three at this point because you have four, and one of them dies during the siege. That on is it, so true. there's only You're three right. left, and we and have I just three think that that's that his family. This block of ice that Sebastian Stagg has uncovered, and they're I, alive. In my mind, they're alive. Exactly. So the thing is, Mike. I want to know more about this, but but I think he just wants his family back. I, I, that's all I, I'm, I'm telling you. The and I idea know that how he kept him alive is it one of them stupid Mister Freeze things. It's like, all right, they're still alive in that block of ice. We just have to figure out how to get them out or cure them from freezing. Or is it one of those like <laughs> as? And this would go against my Black Adam theory, but at the end he kind of commits, you know, cryogenesis suicide and just freezes them all. And they're like, is this going to work, father? And he's like, hey, Disney did it. Fuck it. Let's go. Ted Williams did it. Boom. And they does that. And that's why they were there. That would kind of make sense as well. And now you just disturbed it. But still, 
I, I think and now that they have him, energy I would have liked to. I mean, if you're means. gonna, yeah, if you're gonna make them real, real, or make him real, real bad, I mean, I you you have the opportunity here to show that you know the power went to his head. Maybe he started being, I and mean, he started. He's just doing his thing. I mean, Edwald is just being Edwald. That's Eric, the thing I mean, is, there's a lot of people who are out there just doing the things. Not the best for society or the community. Yeah, but they're not. Take out those fuckers. They're not Vikings, Eric, and and also th- this seemed to be something they were all cheering like, for, like and then he got I excited. Have that had those leftover like Fourth of July fireworks for like you know ten months after the Fourth of July, who every night them. at nine o'clock, who wanted to set them off. We need to do something about it's, these people. The only one they're setting off is you, Eric. Oh my god, I'm so angry. <laughs> the, Eric is a cherry bomb right there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that this Waiting sets it a little back. Fuck you, Frost King. Yeah, just, just yeah. <laughs> Give him his kids back. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. So you have all that going on. And, and that is the intriguing part, though. Again, think of what I'm talking about from these two issues. I'm making up shit, and it all involves the AD stuff. Yeah. I'm not sitting there thinking, well, I think that Superman's going to save people because that ends up just being nonsense. The you go back you to the regular deal. Now, not that the story is not really going very quickly anyway. And now we have to sit and read an article oh by Lois. God. I mean, you end up by just Lois the Lane about the hope and the storm about what's going on that Seriously. we're seeing. And we're, we're supposed to read also what we're supposed to be seeing on the page. And this whole thing, too. I love the progression of this because, like, like you talking about those schoolgirls in short sleeves and freaking whatnot in the last issue. Kids are we playing. Have here, we, we start Sliding. out Metropolis, the Daily Planet. There's no choice. We can't stay here. And when you see where there's no choice, they are on like the freaking seventh or eighth floor of the Daily Planet. They throw a chair out and all of a sudden, all right, let's jump out this window. Thank God they drew it, but there's snow right here. But when you originally see this, there is just a drop of death. And then it's like, all right, let's just step out this window where the snow is up to here for some reason now in this next panel. Here, I, two things would happen with me in Metropolis now. You know, first off, I don't know who's delivering these papers. And even if you get it's it, though, you're like, you're like, oh, no, it looks like it's cut out of articles from a paper. Somebody, somebody's doing the crazy scrapbook here. But the idea, Lois, is like, I'm going to blow the lid off of this story. Dear people of Metropolis, Lois Lane here. This bitch is cold. That's all it is. I mean, wh- what do you think the Daily Star's doing in, in the meantime? Hey, everybody, it's cold as shit here. Everybody's going to have the. And so you have this. And Even where brief I said, exposure to the storm brings a danger of frostbite and hypothermia. And that's not the worst threat brought on by the blizzard. And we're reading this like this, explaining the situation. And this is reports of malign ice creatures within the storm are widespread. And as you read this in the background, there are giant fucking ice monsters, which we've already seen throughout the, the two issues before. So this is the recap know- that I talked about what is I happening about already and then like why do we have to read a lois lane this is why about it? when you're doing this if you are having tie i'll keep going back if you're having a tie-in that isn't necessarily the deal but you want to get people to get interested in the event yes then you're like oh the people reading superman may not know about this we'll tie it into it they'll know then Th- this isn't the regular run this no. is the endless winter special number one where three issues in and you're still starting the issues with yep it's damn cold and we got ice monsters. ice monsters also also, you have to throw in, and by the way, they don't really think so we can go to town on them, <laughs> like, really? And then goes, yeah, Superman, you know, he's there trying to help out. You know, he didn't have but anything to the, do with this. Look, he's not the only one, though, Jim. Everybody in Superman's life, they're going to do with their own. Like Lois, they are. she's not going to go and just sit this wait this thing out at the Fortress of Solitude, which I, again, I assume is always normally cold, but she's going to go and help as many people as she can right now. Superman, 
Do not save me. Go out and save the world. All right, time to go off. Mon, pa. Oh, don't worry, son. We got crypto here. You can go and fight some more ice monsters other places, even though they're right outside our door and could have destroyed everything. We've we've had bad winners before, Mike. The idea that Mon, pa like can't. I think they might be a little feeble-minded since they've been brought back. They at, died. At the doomsday I mean, really, that's what they because should have said. They I died. They're considering this just a bad winner. I'm like, no, Mon, pa. Oh, that threw me off. It's a little Also, I think they're going to eat crypto. If things go wrong. Things and have also, already gone wrong. I love it too. You have Superman and, and what they are doing here, what Andy Lanning and Ron Mars are doing, just like I said, where you have to have that generic surface level flash running around, speed force problems. You, you end up Superman. Oh, I got to save everyone. I got to save everyone. It's a thing that even this week was dealt with with Mark Wade, but that was in a cleverer way than this. This is just him going around and then getting tired. But also he goes to Lois. Hey, you know, you look cold, baby. How about I take you to that forces of solitude? I swear to God, she just said, which one? The one that you left behind like an asshole and started all this? Baby, jerk? baby, baby. I already told you, Sebastian Stagg, he did this, not <laughs> yeah, me. He, he's the villain. Make sure here, that when you write me. your story, which ah. I know you're doing, Sebastian Stagg caused all of this problems. And then she's like, listen, I, you know, I, I took the hippopotamus oath for this writing. Isn't that what we do? I ended up, I have to tell That's the a truth. Hippopotamus. I, I got to tell the truth there, uh, Clark. All of a sudden, the eyes get red. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, Sebastian. <laughs> she just goes off running. He's like, I'll heat you up, baby. But yeah, basically says to Lois, I'll take Lois, you away. can we afford a lawsuit right now? Yes. <laughs> Against Lois, the entire world. We're really in trouble. After this, I will be leaving. I, it's what I'm going to call future state. I I'm have a here. quest in space right now. I need to go off and search for... Another planet. I I think that the nth metal is out there. And also, I got to find out who sent that damn email. It's like the beginning of the Superman Returns movie where it's like, this is almost like a Brian Singer coming out and saying, this is a sequel to Superman 2. Well, how are we going to start it out? He's been off of Earth for five years searching for Krypton. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, that's what he's doing. Yeah, I also like at one point where they they go with the idea Superman already lost a planet. I'm like, yeah, he did, but he really doesn't know much. But even with that, you you repeat. You go to Lois. Hey, I'll take you to the fortress. No, no, no. I got to fight my deal. I'm a tough cookie. I'm gonna go. Hey, Mom, Pa, got to take you to the fortress. No, no. Nobody wants to go to that shit in fortress. Stop <laughs> it, Superman. Like it. Nobody wants to go to your party. He he actually sent out evites to everyone. Everybody put maybe. There's nobody showing up. Nobody the thing is, it's Jimmy thing. would show up. He doesn't know if they have pillowcases. For some he reason, the Fortress of Solitude is this guy who just learned like close up magic and wants to show everybody at a party, but no. nobody has time yeah, for this really. bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's no, like I'm anybody. Right, it's like anybody who just does any anything new and wants to tell everybody about it. Or hey, like guys, you said, I brought my yo-yo. You want to see me walk the dog? No, that, we're good. Or he's like they they all get there and he's like, oh, now that I have you here, you know, let me show you my Tupperware. Starts having a party. It's all a dupe. But yeah, you get nothing. And so the whole deal gets skewed. And I love how it is. The story is trying to get away from blaming Superman itself, too. You kind of have to I push it away from that. I was the entire time the idea yeah, of that. Because that's mean, everybody, all I was pushing that first Everybody chapter. is trying to convince everybody reading this that oh, Superman Sebastian is not Stag. to blame. What a rascal. And where, where I think that there could be a good deal with this would be there's Black Adam who... Like I said, if it if it became the deal that they ended up defeating the the Frost King but did it in the wrong way, he might be to blame. But also Superman doing like I like the idea that a story could have a lot of people to blame and then they're all going to come together to make it right. But you're kind of getting away from that. And what I don't like, and I said at the very beginning of all this nonsense, is the idea that this is a 
it's a team story. And then to just push it back to these individual books, just because you want to have extra issues and make it last through the whole December, it doesn't feel right that shit is going wrong and Superman's having a sandwich. You know, he needs to a get cookie, out Jim. there and do a things. Yeah, I Moss bacon cookies. What's a cookie going to do? And, and you know, you even, have them, you even have them try. Eh, I'm telling you, that cookie doesn't look hard enough. I don't need no chewy cookies here in the middle <laughs> of I, this I don't understand pandemic. why you would just need your mother's burnt cookies. I just we, – we were making brownies the other day and I just – even myself making them, I get mad at myself for making them too chewy. I'm like, this isn't a hockey now, puck. I, what the hell is going on? I have on? no idea where you are in this book, but I'm just going through the pages. I'm but, looking at the cookies. Okay, <laughs> that's, good, what I'm looking. that's where I'm at too because if you look at this, I really think they wanted Pa Kent to be Duncan his cookie in the milk here. But it really looks like he's just putting it in his shirt pocket <laughs> to save for later. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess he's, he's actually like, not eating the cookies because these cookies suck and you can't have the heart to tell Ma. I told you at that one point, my mom, an awful cook, and she used to make cakes. I would eat some of the things and think and still like them that way, like a brownie, but she couldn't make shit. And when she made something bad, and like I'm telling you, Crypto, it would come make. Here, boy. This is where I have these weird emotions and I end up where where I, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, a guy could be dying right on the sidewalk out front. I'll walk right over him. I won't rob from him or anything probably, but I'll, I'll just walk in. Hey, you know, hope you feel better. Go in. But I would go downstairs, you know, my mom would make a cake and she'd be all excited about it because she's kind of simple, Eric. So she's like, oh my God, I made this cake. I I don't know if you ever heard these things called cake. I said, I don't call it that, mom. And so she ends up, cake, she didn't know how to pronounce it. She's English. So I come down the next day. My father was a hog, Eric. This guy would eat your shoes if you don't put them on quick enough. You had to watch out. He'd eat a sweatshirt if he had, and he wouldn't touch the cake. And neither would my brother, another hog, and a jerk to boot. But so I'd come down the next day, and I'm like, nobody touched that cake. And I feel bad because my mom was real excited to make that. So I'm going to make it. I'm going to have a big piece. And I'd cut it. Oh, it's terrible. I like the worst. And what my mom would do is she'd never follow the recipe and didn't know the real and always experiment. A lot of baking soda in this cake for some reason. Terrible shit. I'm telling you, I remember one was when she found out about like NutraSweet and then she had to make No, mom, stop. Use sugar, asshole. But she ends up making. So what I then would do is do the classic. Instead of the classic is cut a small piece and then grab the big one to eat, you know, that all three stooges deal. Instead, I'd cut the small piece, leave that there, get that and throw the big piece over the fence and then when i tell my mom i loved it i felt bad for her but then probably that liar from an early age i'd probably tell her i hated her guts that day too that was not a lie the funniest thing that is going on here is (laughs) pa is filing that cookie in in his pocket and then he's sitting there we still see it there and then ma's coming up she's giving more cookies i mean really oh, no. why is she giving more cookies he and then i really think, dunking it in coffee but the way it's drawn on this one thing with his green mug he i don't looks think like, because you see it go, later go. in his pocket so i think that either he has coffee in his pocket that might be the case oh my or, god the thing is for some reason i really think that somebody added that in because they thought because if you go just look at the progression if you go back a I page know. here there is oh, yeah. a green mug that he's holding that's close yeah. to the color of his shirt so when he goes to dunk <laughs> it in my mind it is the whole thing where this is what it was supposed to be but then like the continuity it of like it, that or whatever yeah and they went with it they stuck with it we'll give them credit <laughs> well, this cookie away for the later. thing is 
the thing is that you end up having Superman go off a little too soon because we didn't realize that all of a sudden Pa ends up chew and he sneezes in his hanky cookie. He's starting a new process here. I think it'll take on hanky. Who cookie. has a I puck on the right chip. side and not the left on the front of their shirt? I don't him. Somebody who fucking files cookies in there. I don't know. I have no idea. I've seen a lot of times in the past when he was Superboy, Superman himself. You know, Ma would do a lot of the stitching because you had to get things with the Superboy costume and stuff. And so maybe she did that so with her pockets. She's also got, I mean, really looking at this, these glasses, they look like space age glasses too. There's a lot of weird things going on. And also when you have Clark say, yeah, you know, actually Ma says, you have a stubborn streak and you don't take that after anyone strange for that. Is he saying that his birth parents were strange? (laughs) I was like, what what are you getting on with that? It's not your real strange parents, those stinking aliens. Uh, Superman goes off with his, I guess, coffee in the thermos maybe it's soup i don't know why is he going off with the thermos she's goes, she's uh, just right? t- about the strangeness she's talking about the situation is strange Seriously. about his stubborn streak which okay. he gets from his father yeah but he's saying that you got that from your your father here yes. not those strangers you call parents but the thing is though Okay, we even had in the first issue Barry's going around saying, and now I'm being serious, Eric. I'm turning the chair around. This is serious stuff here. Um, and, and really, I should start that out with this then. Hello, motherfucker. What we have here is you end up having Barry at one point even saying, hey, this is like a nuclear winner without the nukes. And I wanted somebody to say, you mean winner. But with that, why aren't we exploring the idea that there might not be a lot of sunlight coming through to help Superman power up? Because the whole the whole place is, you know, in a winter wonderland that seems to be cloud covered, not a lot of sunlight going. It's very dark, all that stuff. And I wish that we would have at least addressed that and maybe yeah, Superman get, it getting worried about force. it. Yeah, yeah. You, you make up something with the Speed Force, but you don't tie it back into somebody who legitimately is powered up by sunlight. will be fine for a sunlight. while, and really all he has to do is fly above the cloud cover. Oh, he does. But I wish that they were, you know, this is where I like to see them, they thought of these things. Because, yeah, maybe he has to go up. Maybe he does. And at points he does even go up just to look down and go. But I would have liked to have had a little shout out with that. Also, I would have... You know, kind of Doug having some other of the like Supergirl with them and stuff like that uh, would have been cool. But we have more story. I just think more of the story that actually matters would have been cool. Yeah, you didn't get anything. But again, I would have liked uh, Supergirl to come and give him a little shade because she knows. Supergirl showed up. What's she going to do besides for punch freaking ice monsters? What she's got? No, she's she's going to punch Superman and say you should. But let's start working on these crystals. What they might have done because they know she doesn't know about that. But they know these crystals. But he does, and that was pointed out. Nobody seems to be working on what that might mean except Sebastian Stagg who has his vein of ice and they are going he's an asshole he's telling I, I do like his dialogue a lot I really do where he's just throwing shade and like hey you, you keep going with this and you're going to be in the food service the funny thing is he's yelling at a character because things aren't going and they're not getting enough information right what is who's yelling at the writers because that's what they're doing the writers are this guy doing shit they should be in the food service by this but you end up with these three you know people in there oh my god there's three people in here and every indication and is they're alive dun, yeah dun, they're alive dun. Dun, dun, dun. and we would we are assuming that it would be the family so and you were right i i wasn't even thinking about the one boy that got shot yeah. eric you know too soon shot. eric too soon shot with the arrow uh but yeah you end up with this and again same same deal i'm at a five 
5.5 out of 10. And that's the thing is I do not like the Phil Hester's art in this at all. It like really bothers me. It's too cartoony in my mind. It's been around, he's been around for a long time. I remember even as a kid. I don't kid, mind it normally, but not for this. such a weird idea as a kid. I'm 38 now and Phil Hester's been bothering me yes, this long. I'm like, oh, Phil Hester's on this book. Oh, I can do without that. But this whole thing is like I love the flashback when we get to see the origin of the Frost King and how things are working out. Like uh, I don't – like unlike you. I like the I art in that too. And it looks great. I don't consider yeah. him a sympathetic character, and I but uh, I I like to see this origin story as it's progressing right now because, like I said before, it's the most interesting part of this book because Superman going around, I love you, Lois. I love you, Mom, Pa. We love you too, son. Now get out there and go punch some ice monsters. That's all you're getting out of the story. Now when we get to the cliffhanger, Sebastian Stagg, we are presenting something that looks interesting that we might you know move forward with in the next issue and actually make this event feel like it's – Bigger than these last two chapters. So, like, we get some stuff out of this, but just like, I like this the same as the last issue for different reasons completely. But just that flashback stuff, it's still the strongest point. I need to yeah, see more it of is. it. Because that's the story. That's the problem. That and the end. And this is where a lot of times, even on the Marvel the Frost deal. King's not doing shit except for the sending ice fucking monsters. He's hiding. He's hiding. He's hiding in, in the, the snow. And, Where's and he trying so to when, find his family? I don't even know what his motivations are. I don't know. I don't know. And when you know we talk about things, there's been a lot of events recently at Marvel, but even here with us on the DC deal, where there will be times where me and you will get angry at an issue, and we may say nothing happens, and then somebody can say, "Well, yes, but no, uh, some things do happen. Maybe it'll tie in late, whatever." But legitimately, I don't see how anybody can tell me that besides the beginning flashback and the ending with Sebastian Stagg, those couple pages, that anything in between. Was anything happening? Well, that's the Nothing thing is, happened. people are actually seem to be loving this. You know, these chapters because they and, are ridiculous. And when you look is at it, it's so like, oh man, these writers really get Barry and really that's get Superman. I'm like, but do they really Aren't get the story they're this? telling? Seriously, are we done with the idea that if you sit there as just some schmuck like Eric on his birthday, probably pie. eating stupid cake, pie, sitting there, pie, he had uh, uh, everything Chocolate pie he's eating, and he sits there, and Eric Shea, he, he knows what it is to be a Superman. I mean, look at him. He's <laughs> living it every day. I, I mean, Jess right next to Jess me. at one day. point would. Jess at one point legitimately said that you were her Superman, and that's not a joke. She did say that one time you told me. But when you have this where uh, – have we had this enough? Have we had this enough where, oh, my God, I love this story because they get Superman. He saved people and kissed Lois. Hurrah. This is – if we are doing math, that is a given. That that you don't need that. Let's figure out the, the formula. Yeah, that's math. You got the given there. If this you is know, math, x, it equals given. X, x equals three. That's the given. Then you figure out the problem from there. Oh, like last the night for me where it equals pi. Yeah, really, in more ways than one. Gross. <laughs> Gross. But the idea that you will love no, an issue. One. This is what you're Delicious. saying, basically. What I would love from Superman is that every issue is a new writer, and they just show him flying around saving people and kissing Lois and then going to see Mom Pa. This is nonsense. That isn't knowing the character. That is surface level, nothing storytelling. We know this. You're not trying to convince us. You're not here to convince us you know Superman. And quite frankly, what we get in this issue, if you don't know that Superman, that then you don't know Superman. So please don't sit there and do that and give it an 8 out of 10 with an issue that does nothing. Remember what this is supposed to be. 
You know, I could sit there and, and write a song and it's just, hey, Jude, and I do it again. Oh, man, he knows songwriting. No, I don't. I just did the standard deal. But I made it into, you know, I'm nude. It's like me doing parodies. Nobody's exactly sitting there right. and saying, nobody's saying, though, oh, man, you're a great songwriter. Some I'm not. I don't write. Yeah, no, they say they like the parodies, Eric. <laughs> That's what some. Uh, but yeah, you can't keep going on and hinging on the idea, especially with a Superman book. You can't keep saying, I like this because Bendis doesn't, because Bendis does this as well. Bendis will have issues where, oh my God, Superman, he saved people and kissed Lois. And he, he, everybody knows this. And ben, just because of the nonsense, you want this, go to the Venditti digital issues. Everybody loved those because they were just that surface level stuff. But that's a different thing. You're in the middle of an event. Don't give me this shit. Don't give me this bullshit and waste my time and everybody else's money with the idea that you have Superman flying around because we have to know before the big throwdown that Superman thinks of everybody because obviously he didn't leaving that stupid fortress there without picking up. He's the fault of all of this. Not Sebastian. So fuck it. I mean, really? And oh, crypto's there. Oh, why? I saw one guy. If crypto's in an issue, that goes up two points for me. Shit. Yeah. Well, it's, do we get reviewer cards? Because that guy's just been revoked. I'm taking it from him. I it's been it revoked. Yeah, really, we should have him. But again, we're nonsense too. But this is just the idea of, you know, especially that Flash issue. Holy moly. This idea of, you the know, oh, that gets it. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Uh, but I'm still the same deal because that uh, a somewhat. Um, it's not an F U five. It's just an, it's an F. Five. I'm not quite it's the an U. F me five. Well, yeah, that's what it was. Fuck I ended no. up like, I'm like, fuck, here we go. But yeah, that's the end of the first section. That's Endless the end of the first winter section. continues next week. Hoo-wee. Yes, it does. Maybe on we'll the spotlight. See. Who knows what the badasses will pick. We, we have three issues next week. I believe we get a Titans and Aquaman and a Justice League again. So hopefully that will do something because legitimately then we're – two-thirds of the well, way that's one of the we things. The next something. issue, Chapter 4, seems to be an Aquaman book. And at this point in time, we have no idea what Aquaman's doing. He yeah, because MIA, they don't so know what's like, going on. All right, at least that's something a little bit different. But if he's in the ocean fighting fucking ice monsters, I'm going to be furious. Uh, all right, uh, just keep that in mind. No, no. <laughs> put, put that in your pocket right next to the cookie. Because you may, I'm just saying, I, I have a feeling that's what we're going to get. We're going to get him underwater, doing underwater things with... You know, ice monsters, who knows? But we'll go off now. We're going to go off to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Oh, yeah, it's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Amen, it's mail with Jim. Hallelujah, it's mail with Jim. Amen, let's hear It's Mail with Jim and Eric. Here he is, the birthday boy. And we're going to start out the first bit of mail. And before I do that, actually, let me tell everyone you can email us, much to Eric's chagrin, at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. I did it, Eric. I didn't mess up. I thought I would. We haven't said that in a while uh, because you have to join me with uh, this section. And we're going to start out with the first mail. And I don't know if, if the person would want to... 
you know, be known fully. So I'll go with uh, a Pat, maybe no, Amy P. I'll go with there. Oh. It says December 11th, America's sweetheart turns oh, 38, me. born during a snowstorm. That huge head and natural childbirth was a major wake up call for his darling mommy, Eric. It was a wake up call. It was happy birthday, Eric. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I said happy yeah, birthday. Yeah, Eric Lee Shea. I ended up saying birthday and Eric together, but happy birthday, Eric Lee Shea. That is obviously your mother giving you birthday wishes. That's nice. That is nice. So I'll give a shout out. Also, I think that as I said to you, hey, you know, Tiny Lister's deal. When this was sent, I, I get this as a message to me that she's listening. Oh. <laughs> I got to watch my P's and Q's. Now, she just wants to tell you happy birthday, and I do as well. So thank you, Amy, thank you. for that birthday wish. The next is Batman Beyond Mark, who, I don't know if you know this, he likes Batman Beyond. Yeah, and he's going to tell us about it. Say, so says, uh, I'm saying that like it's something bad, but he's going to tell us what it's all about because there was some Batman Beyond this week. Sup, America's sweetheart, Eric Shea, so and Mark. other. I'm the other. That's fine. Maybe. That's fine. I picked up DC's Very Merry Multiverse 80-page giant this week. Uh, what are you, Manship? Manship actually is saying that he's so upset because he hates every book coming out. Uh, the only ones he likes we don't talk about is what he told me. He's so <laughs> upset about it. I said, you want me to just record nonsense? I'll send it to you. I'm like, strange adventures. Ooh, these adventures are strange. That's strange indeed. Uh, yes, I got this primarily for one of the stories, and at the time of this writing, I have only read Batman Beyond and Holidays Beyond, Eric. I know, massive surprise. You read that story, Eric? You get that multiversal Merry Christmas I Holidays it, no. deal? I haven't either. I really like both the story and the art. If this was an audition from the creative team to work on a future Batman Beyond book, <laughs> 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 I'd say they nailed it, Eric. It even for Look, the most part We fits. know right now there is no Batman Beyond because we see what the future holds for DC Comics That's in right. January and February. And we go past that 37 and a half year deal, right? 35? It even for the most part fits into the canon of Earth 12, he says, Eric. Oh, so all right. it fits in the canon. Is that the Earth where you had, you know, that, that Mr. Fix It? And yeah, he's trying to be on animated he's, series he's, one. He's trying to get Terry's pants off. Yes, yes. My only real issue yes, was that it. Terry only vaguely knew who the Grey Ghost was from the archives. Terry saw the Grey Ghost film with his parents as a child, and he made references to the character a few times over the course of the original cartoon, which is in canon on Earth Twelve. Eric, it's true. Leave it. Leave it to Mark to deep dive into a holiday issue, <laughs> 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 an anthology, and. All of that said, given that this error happens during a uh, a Ben's induced oh a Ben's induced hallucination, I thought he was saying something about Bendis <laughs> that a couple of those hallucinations and dreams uh, be weird, yo. It's probably technically not a continuity error. Look at him; he's giving them leadway. He is he is desperate for some other book to come out. Well, that's the good thing know. about Batman Beyond when you tell a story like this. It doesn't have to be the prime Earth, you know, Batman Beyond thirty five years from now. It could be an Earth twelve thing, which gives you a lot of li- like wiggle room. Yeah, it does. I like to have some wiggle room. Do you? If you like the wiggles. I hope the creative team gets to work on a proper Batman Beyond Earth 12 book, but really hope they rewatch the show and read 2.0 first. I don't think they're going to need to do that, Eric. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll get a digital. Maybe that's how they will go about it. I, I don't know. I, I think that the Batman Beyond feels right digitally because, you know, future, Eric. And also As, because you don't care about it. 
That's true. Now, the anthology as a whole, I really like the idea of visiting several different Earths. I, maybe he went back and reread it then, right? Or read it originally now? Uh, visiting several different Earths in these things. Hear me out. Do something like this for all the special anthologies, like the Summer Special and the Halloween Stop Special doing and the, the Valentine's Day Special. What about New, New Year's Evil? I think that was one of them, but I don't remember. They've, they've had issues that they even had a Harley Comic Con issue where she gets busy eric she got busy in that one use a similar formula uh to this one by having one or two stories from earth zero and the rest from different earths that's that's okay and they have in the past they have in the past (laughs) even that that evil one you end up going to earth three at one point stuff since this thing and i think that might have been the new year's evil me and reggie did it is uh since these things are more or less quarterly they just keep the other as relevant in the minds of the reader while allowing a D, a C to keep the amount of books they're publishing down as it sounds like they want to anyways. Have a great week, guys. Batman Beyond Mark. Thanks, Thanks Mark. Mark. And the one thing that I liked, and I ended up because we ended up having uh, Sue 42 in the Slack making a list of characters and their official fancy army dude names, right? You end up having the captains and the colonels. And every time I looked army up colonel, names. every time I look up colonel, I ended up, I kept seeing Colonel Sanders because of those multiversal books that right. I loved. I loved those ones where he ended up being the evil colonel and you had well, all the, the one different thing, too, Earth and colonels. thinking about the different, like, you know, titles like that, you know, and uh, like you have Captain Strong, the Popeye ripoff. Yeah, you do. That's cool. Yeah, you can add it on, Eric. Why Put don't it you on the list. That? I ended up going in and I added a bunch. And the next one here is J-Man. J-Man says, hey, Jim and Eric, what's up, my ninjas? Sup, J-Man? What's up, witches? This weekend, I decided to rewatch one of the film industry's greatest American classics, American Ninja. Oh. As the nostalgia came over me, I started to see some of the campier parts of the film come to light. The entire thing. Really, it took you that many times. (laughs) I'm telling you, I have watched American Ninja probably seven trillion times, and... I'm telling you, uh, Jay, man, if you didn't notice, it's Amazon Prime to keep saying you would, we think you really oh liked this. I like, loved it. Yeah, me I and my do, buddy, but Herb, I don't want to watch it. It was one of those things that you kind of get into this mode at points in your life where we would come home from work and every day. That was how we wound down from work. We would watch American Ninja every single day. And then when you do that, you start making stories up around. But the, if you look, look where you end up having Michael Dudikoff. Jump over the wall on the motorcycle. Jackson's motorcycle. Yeah. That guy dies. That stunt double, when he gets the other side, he is definitely dead. Just look that up. It's pretty cool. Also, you know, laugh at the points that Jackson is fighting Michael Dudikoff, Joe, as he's called, Eric, and ends up getting knocked down seven times and then says, hey, this isn't over till one of us goes down. He went down seven times. It's time to count, man. I took a break halfway through the movie to surf the world world of YouTube. Ironically, I found a video all about the making of American Ninja. And he has that. I might check this out. Check it's it out. It's actually so funny chance. to me that you stopped the middle of a movie. I wonder if there's a documentary on the making of this movie. I, I think he was just yet. looking at things and just saw that. I guess I, I have uh, much like you. I have a hard on. No, that's not it. Uh, a soft spot for Yaum, Yoram Globus and Mannheim Gollum's ninja movies. Eric, which <laughs> movie is your favorite? Enter the Ninja was a breakout hit. Revenge of the Ninja delivered some great action scenes and show Kasugi Ninja three, the domination had a great opening scene of the evil ninja warrior killing people all over a golf course for no apparent reason 
That is pretty good. I do like that. But was bogged down with the gimmick of hot American female possessed and controlled by the spirit of the evil ninja. Wait, is that actress the one that plays Kelly and Breakin and Breakin to Electric Boogaloo? I believe it is. What a small world of the 80s movie industry. After all my nostalgia fade away, I decided American Ninja was still one of my favorite of these movies. Although I liked the American Ninja sequels, I felt they gave Jackson too big of a role in the next few movies. It's true. Go to American Ninja 2 and look at the scene where they end up calling in Joe and Jackson to rip them apart, and it's not Michael Dudikoff. It's a stand-in double, and he's just playing his day on the deal. It's so funny. He wasn't there for that recut. As Batman and DC take a hiatus until March, I'm starting to reflect. They're not taking a hiatus there. They got the future states going on. On my dislike of Tynan's Batman run, short started out with a lot of hope. Seeing as a previous writer who will remain nameless fucked up everything I loved about Batman, I love all of Tynan's present indie books, but hate his Batman run. But I just couldn't figure out why. After looking back past Batman creative teams, I realized what bothered me was the organic, pliable nature of which creators have handled the character of Batman. Don't get me wrong, I love the character of Batman. I just see many problems going forward due to the molding and blending that past creators have done to the Batman continuity and how he grows and changes with as many Bat characters around him and Gotham, a crime-ridden shit pile of a city like no other. Then I started to think, Eric, he's, he's, he has, he's a man of ideas, Eric, is what's going on. He started then to think about the good and ugly of Spider-Man, another comic hero that's just as popular as the goddamn Batman, which I like the goddamn Batman from the whole All-Star. Yeah, you you love that Spider-Man, I don't do. you? <laughs> Why do I enjoy the adventures of Peter Parker as written by Nick Spencer more than I enjoy? I don't know. I, I haven't really read it, so I don't, don't know. It's, it's better now, but it's it's starting to tread water again in the middle of this. Is Ben Riley? Yeah, he's still kicking? Yeah, no. I enjoy that he's ben. kicking something. Dirt. I enjoyed The Adventures of Bruce Wayne, written by James Tynan. Let's compare these things of the two. He's going to compare Tynan versus the whole deal with uh, Nick Spencer. Tynan has kept the status quo of Bruce still coming to terms with Albert not being in his ear in his relationship with Selena, who still does some criminal things on the side. I personally do not like either of these changes, and Tynan chose Bruce coming to terms with this in the beginning of his run. However, I feel it's simply touched on and should be emphasized even more as much as I hate those two things. I think that that's editorial decision. They don't need that. You have a bat cat book going on right now and you have a Catwoman solo. It'll end up getting everything convoluted. As my old marching band instructor used to say, hey, nerd. That's what I would have said <laughs> about it for our field show competitions. If you're going to make a mistake, lean into it and make it a big one. That's what happened when I was on the marching band. That's how a tuba got stuck up my ass, that's Eric. It was, it was crazy. That wasn't how. <laughs> that actually happened after hours on a Saturday. When is the what is the biggest mistake the creators have molded in the Spider-Man mythos in the past twenty years, Eric? Since what do you remember. think it is? I would say it's one more day. That's Agreed. what he says. But he's leaning into making it the backbone of the story. Eric's kindred in the audience bringing up all the atrocities that came out of one more day. I think I one more day, a brand new day. Explore that. This is one more. You, you stop with your nonsense. Uh, what are you, Greenland? The results, I don't know what I'm saying. Now, status quo changes uh, from losing Alfred and having Selena so close. Now, listen, here is the deal. And the idea of what is going on with Batman, it legitimately, I believe Tom King. I usually don't, but I do believe that he was told he had to kill Alfred. This is what was going to set up 5G and is now going to set up even the future state and stuff like that. But he was told to kill Alfred because you needed Lucius to get in there to get the Fox family situated with that. And so once that's gone, I, feel like I you do still think could have that done it's that nonsense with Alfred now. Being alive. Yeah, but that's not what they wanted. They wanted a big change, supposedly. And and the 
the thing is, the reason I believe Tom King is because they ended up having rumors of this months and months before that that was the whole deal. And yeah, it was on the whole bleeding cool. But we've said people like to throw shade at bleeding cool. They've been spot on with so many things lately. I can't throw shade at them anymore. And even with the idea of things changing like a Brian Michael Bendis with that stupid email coming that we just talked about and the world going against Superman, that was a setup for future state or 5G at that point as well, where that would piss John off. So they end up a lot of these things going on and you kind of, but yeah, I mean, you could sit there and have Batman upset about Alfred every issue, but you kind of have to, you know, get on with it. Another area of Batman malcontent for me is how Bruce interacts with his well-established characters compared to past stories. I understand that as different creators get their hands on Batman and all the other characters around Gotham, they have the space to focus on of all the characters that they choose from guidance, from editorial and management. But none of these decisions should be at the expense of standard Batman mythos. Now, what the hell do I mean? Just like Bruce's no-kill policy, they have standards that the story should follow with the way he interacts with his allies and enemies. Whereas Damien been during all the turmoil in Bruce Wayne's life. He's, he's been off doing Damien stuff. He's on the run, and he's in Detective. I don't know if J-Man's reading Detective, but he is in that. What does Bruce do on a day-to-day basis now that he doesn't have his money? I think that that's something that they haven't showed enough. And I they haven't. They haven't that. had time to show yeah. it yet. Yeah, I think that you could show it within the story, though. They mentioned it that one time. Hey, Bruce, you're going to have to redo that Batmobile yourself. I think that you could show a Batman maybe struggling to adjust to that new deal while he's dealing with And maybe we'll get more of that after deal. Future State when we have time. Maybe, maybe. I, I think we had time now. I mean, you just have him struggling. I mean, that's all you really need to do. A fake CEO role to play and a fake Playboy life to act out by day, but he's not even any bit a CEO anymore. He's completely taken away from that. It seems like Tynan wants to mainly focus on a new character like Clown Hunter and a rehabilitated kind of Harley Quinn. Even then, all of this is done in costume. Do these people ever wash their outfits or do they have seven sets of the same outfit hanging in a closet somewhere? He, he doesn't wash it. He's stinky. In the very beginning of Tynan's run, we get a little bit of Bruce and Selena being rich assholes and plain clothes. In Spider-Man, you always get a good mix of Peter doing daily stuff and figuring Spider-Man and non-Spider-Man things out in plain clothes, then saving the day in the jammies when people are in trouble. I think Spider-Man gets the little bit of an out there because he's a teen as well. I think it's easier to he's do a teen. that with those characters. Well, a lot of times when you would see that he's a younger character, he's not a guy and he's by himself. Batman has all those other people with him and stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm telling you, I don't want to see Batman just hanging around this fucking clothes at a board meeting. Because know what it is? It's a board meeting. He's always falling asleep in those things. I don't need that. I feel there are true ties to his friends and allies. Uh, nowadays, when I open up a Batman issue, I want to scream out, Bruce, get a life. I'm telling you, I, I, I don't like that. I'm, I just, I, I'm telling you. I'm just every sitting time here, we, every time we talk about a character who needs to get a job, it's like, all right, now we got to deal with this shit. Now I ain't going to be able to keep that job. Even the whole thing, like we go back to the idea, like I, I remember with Jessica Cruz, exactly. and I was losing my mind. I said, this is nonsense. I, We're never going to show it. You wanted it. I personally enjoy that aspect. Like going back to the Peter Parker thing in Spider-Man where he had to, you know, make sure that he got some photographs for Jay Jonah and stuff like that. Make sure he can maintain this to have, you know, money to continue his life outside nah. being Spider-Man. When you have these, I am a fan. Like, but when you have it as well, you will start to wonder. Like, you and I are always bitching about, like, when the fuck is Barry Allen ever going to work? Because we never yeah, see him show up right. any day. And then when he does go to work, and then they're not saying anything, or they're like, "Oh, Barry, you got these things." You're like, "What's going on here?" It throws everything off. At least when he had Alfred, the old bag of bones was in his ear, keeping Batman on his toes. Sorry, Barbara Batgirl, Oracle does not cut it, Eric. <sighs> 
I don't mind that. I don't mind that. But uh, yeah, the thing is, really, if if you want my opinion, the fuck did Alfred do during that whole fucking run of Batman of, of Tom King? We we haven't he really had a. a we really didn't have a lot of, you know, Alfred anyway. And so when we did, and, and with that, I don't even think half the people even understand the character, especially when he dies and, and you don't get his, his daughter, Julia, Poor even Julia. involved at all. And so Penny I just think out that, there not knowing shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, what would Alfred have made any better? What's well, even like when we had Sam deal? Lane die, you know, when we had the big funeral issue in the Lois Lane comic, but we have like, you know, uh, Lois's uh, sister Lucy Lane show up, who we have not seen in freaking so like years and years. Even though I'm a huge Lucy Lane fan, the idea of bringing her in, like we have Aunt Lucy here, but for some reason, no one's asking questions about a 17 year old John who last time anybody saw him was 10 years old. I'm like, yeah, we have these problems crazy. that nobody wants to talk about when you have these situations. Then you get an estranged Tim Fox. He's the Batman, but we'll see how that goes. I'm actually looking forward to see that. That's all for now. Call Keep Julia Pennyworth. And I'll see you in seven or 14 or 21. Jay, man. From Half Moon Bay. You, and I did I did probably mention it earlier. I don't know, Eric. I can't remember. But yeah, we actually have a uh, an annuals week coming up this month. Oh, so it may be it may be twenty one or, or whatever. Yeah. We actually have that uh in December. So we are gonna go off now though and do some more books. <laughs> Oh, yes, he has. He's the birthday boy here. Yeah. You're reading yeah. the comics, man. Those eyes weren't bleeding, though, because you couldn't see. You were making up shit. You're just looking at the page going, that oh, narrative my. narrative is all over the place. <laughs> You're sitting there, oh, my, this Spider-Man's cool. It's like, that's the TV guide, asshole. And it's about Fonzie. Fonzie losing is cool, Eric. But here we are for uh, the last two books of the night. And they're big books with the characters. You got Detective Comics and Wonder Woman, but Wonder Woman, that's been a mess. And Detective Comics, you are setting up things with Future State, but with everything coming up, nothing really feels that big anymore. And that's that's kind of what I think I'm missing. I think I'm missing the idea of something that feels big and important. Most of these things are meandering around. I think that what this Detective Comics is trying to do with Tomasi is throw Hush in as if that's going to confuse us. So it's just like, buying time it's like with that. Of hand, oh right? shit! I can't do everything that needs to be done to show what's going to happen in future state here. So I need to have some kind of story. Hey, Hush is going to be selling bad family organs for some reason. Yeah, I, I get the idea. It's like, well, we have to have something because, again, he is this Nakano stuff is setting up future state. So you're not going to get the be all end all of the story here. It can t- So you need something to be going in the here and now that you. 
hush hush grabbing organs i like mean all really the stuff that we're really going to be dealing with the future state yeah we're setting some stuff up here but the idea is when we get back from future state to see how it led to that at that point in time after the fact you know once we get there i'm like so what we have here is a lot of like fill in the blank we got to you know buy some time tread some water until oh, yeah. this happens but again it's not going to be tomasi either and you may end up having little bits of twists and turns they they still are kind of saying that some things will be changing slightly the main stories continue Obviously, we'll see with the future state deal, uh, you know, this future deal. But, yeah, some of the things. So we're going to end up having Mariko Tamaki on this book and whatever. <laughs> we'll see how that is. It's not working out oh, well. She's already got a good Wonder track Woman, record, but, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you make Wonder Woman just an unreadable book and then get an advanced detective comics. I mean, hopefully she can suck on that to just get to Batman. I mean, this is the, the trail we're going. Uh, you, you shit going upwards, Eric. Is that what they say? You fail upwards here? Sure. I don't understand. Again, Mariko Tamaki, fine. If you like her, fine. But these stories, nonsense. And and this detective, again, it feels like Tomasi is writing something like, well, my time's coming to an end soon. I, I have one issue left. And yeah, I'm going to throw some things out there. I'll set up what I need to set up. But you, you're getting this hush story. And I, I really am scared that if we did get this as a full hush story, we were going to end up with that mask shit at the end of the DCYOU, where it wouldn't have been that great anyway. But yeah. End up with this. Yeah, well, it didn't end up really being it the false face, and it was, but it. wasn't. But I'm saying it really ended up being nothing. I, I didn't understand. Or Jim Gordon doing the mummy. We had that as well. Nonsense. Jim and so Gordon when investigating I see, alien goo, I, I did see people complaining like, oh, Mariko Tamaki on Detective. And again, I'm not liking this. You'll hear how much I hate this Wonder Woman, but. Maybe she'll do better on Batman, maybe or Detective. Maybe it'll be something that'll inspire her to do better. But the idea that you're saying Tomasi got pulled off this book and he's killing and all this, he's really not, first off. And this is his second time on Detective in the past bunch of years, and he really hasn't done a great job either. This run here is okay. I, I would say it's it's not stellar. I don't think it's anything, serviceable, but it's not I a standout think, no, by any means. I don't think any time somebody's gonna be like, Oh my god, I gotta get back to that Tomasi run. I get to see cult after cult after cult. Hey, how did that mirror end? Oh, he blew up. Oh, that sucks. Detective Comics number 1032, written by Peter J. Tomasi, pencils by Brad Walker, inks by Andrew Hennessy, Dave McCraig, and Rob Lay. I don't know why I end up getting the Dang. credits. Some of the people on our site end up going individually, and it throws me off when I cut and paste with them. Tomasi is wrapping up his run on Detective Comics by doing a bunch of setup for Future State, but this story seems like it has too many working pieces to come to a satisfying conclusion. There isn't a ton of progression to be had here, and there are a couple of things that felt off. Still, I like the little bit that we get. I just want it more, and I'm talking about the Nakano stuff. I like seeing him, and that's going to be the stuff that carries on into future state which spoiler he ends up being the mayor of gotham and ends up pretty much putting it in a state of lockdown a martial law type deal with the magistrate that is actually his like right hand man so i do like seeing the stuff with nakano though don't quite understand why he ends up dissing his wife and throwing that eye uh, on the ground and smashing it it's so weird though, because here's the thing: when we get, well, let's just get to that right now. I mean, before we get, you Why end not? up where Nakano, he is going to get an eye. Glass now, eye. I, 
I think that the whole idea of this is you were never going to get an eye because he wants the eye patch look. He even says, kind of into this eye patch look. It does set him apart. When you see him, you know it's him right away with oh, the yeah. patch. I like it. And so when his wife's like, well, I, I'm not looking at that. If, if we're going to be doing this, I'm closing my eyes during lovemaking, Chrissy. On, I ain't doing it. Snake Plissken in bed? No, <laughs> I don't want Snake Plissken in bed, especially now. And, and Snake Plissken definitely had at least three venereal diseases. He looked dirty. But you end he up where dirty. you end up. Well, there you go. There's your point proven, Eric. Right now I have seven. Uh, you patch. end up, though, with that he's going to get his eye replacement his glass eye and so his wife's like come on now and he's even like yeah you know i don't know do we have to go yes i set this up i put it all through oh we're going here he gets there and they're putting you have to have already said like this is how much it'll cost it's going to go through insurance whatever the case may be should be settled by the time you're actually inserting this into your skull and the, the doctor just happens to say oh it's an upgrade not even like what that upgrade means is this some crazy ass glass eye? I just like to imagine it's like, hey, it's, it's added some, you know, those veins on the side of the eye, stuff like that. Because normally I actually I could, thought to myself, why do you have them in the back? Nobody <laughs> needs those. You don't have to go that realistic. But the idea that it is an upgrade, and it just said, oh, I, I'm glad you like it. There was an upgrade paid by. Bruce Wayne. Now, first off, this is something that I think should be told before you insert eye in skull. This would be, hey, by the way, you know, are you down with this? Because, you know, he might not be and he isn't. But the problem is, does he want the eye, do you think? Or is this the idea of, okay, thank God, I have a reason to tell my wife to shove off. No, no, I think he's happy what he does. Even this idea, because the thing that I like the most about this is the idea of the eye patch, even though he's all against mass and vigilantes. No, I'm saying he likes the eye patch. I'm saying he's all against mass and vigilantes in Gotham right now. The eye patch has made him into something more than he was before. Just a normal cop. He is now a symbol for what he wants, and he actually considers it more of like a mask so he can actually be. And it's weird because he wants to unmask everybody. That's what throws me off. He can understand the power of the mask, like, you know, somebody being held responsible for what they're doing because they hide behind a mask. But now he can see the power they have based on what he's doing right now. I'm like, I like the duality of that. I do want to tell you that unless you're Deathstroke, ain't no mask. I mean, really, it's an eye patch. But he gets the sign. The thing that it just drives me nuts about this thing where he should just say, I, I'm down with the patch, lady. You know, hey, wife, I want the patch because when it's, oh, yeah, I expect nothing but the best when Bruce Wayne is involved. He paid for upgraded. Pro- now, what is an upgrade to a prosthetic eye? Does this thing have headlights? Does it well, have I'm sure you can find wipers? out if you looked out online. Well, the thing, though, is, is that you wouldn't put this. You would have to ask the patient before that. Also, there is the thing where I go and I'm I, I'm going to get um, I need an eye. And they're like, hey, Eric, no, no, no. I'm going to pay for this. I don't want to have this would be like any sort of thing like that. Not rip it out of your face and throw it against the, the wall because you could just pay for it yourself. Now, if they said, oh, my God, Bruce Wayne, this is a million dollars, whatever. No, no, no. I want the regular one. Give me the one that I paid for. You know, I don't need this. He just wants the eye patch. And it's uh, to me, it's such a forced way to keep the eye patch. I like, like you said, I like the idea of what he says. Also shows that he might go a little over the deep end of the dark side, which it seems that he does in future state. But the I mean, idea- when you say that, the idea that he's doing that, like, you know, whatever it may be in future state where he is making sure that his vision is out there, it is to protect people. So it is a villain type character that I always like. like well, Lex yeah, Luthor, and that's what I'm saying. He's going to be a villain. doing good while, you know, others are suffering around him. 
I don't know. It seems like he's actually like, uh, you know, cracking skulls of ordinary citizens as well. But that's just how it plays out. I think, that that's, uh, I think that, yeah, well, aren't they all? You're living in Gotham. You got problems. It's like Alaska. You end up, though, where just the What's idea, though, like, like I go to get a, a pair of glasses and like, oh, Eric paid for this upgrade. No, no, no. I'll have the, the one I paid for. I'll have the other one. I want my eye. I don't need a patch. He wants the patch. Just give him the patch. And but he yeah, won't be yeah, paid for. And the whole idea, he's not going to be bought by any kind of corporation for what but he's doing. But this is what it's I'm saying, like though. Uh, but again, if I am running for president and big oil decides to give me, you know, I go to get my car that I've paid for and they're like, oh, no, no, big oil gave you this upgrade. No, no, I'll, I'll have the regular one that I, I was paying for already that we already decided on. And that was it. I mean, the idea that this it's its just surface level nonsense to me of the idea to make it. I'm not going to be paid off by Bruce Wayne da, 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 when it doesn't make sense in the whole scope of things of going to get a fucking eye for a guy from a doctor. You, you don't just surprise. Me. Oh, well, by the way, you got a little upgrade here, baby. No, it's nonsense. But you just need to get the eye patch. That's all it's for. Uh, and that's the best part. We're already done the best part of this issue. And you see that the thing is, too, I want to talk about the idea of Damian Wayne here. Who was the I, – uh, I like the Kristen T- Nakano stuff, you know, him being mayor and what that means going forward. That's very interesting to me like we just talked about. But the Damian Wayne stuff that's been playing on in the background as well where he's going through the black casebook trying to show his father that he's better than him. He's going to freaking you know, take the crooks down. He's going to figure out all the cases that his father can ever solve and on top of it, maybe kill some people because this is what Damian believes now. We have Batman finally going after Damien trying to do this, but I just don't understand why we have – why does Batman have to have a book that has a bad no, symbol this makes no sense. actually called the Black Case Book? I mean, book. seriously, this is like a very important book to him that he needs to – maybe keeps it, it – it's branded. He has it on it. It's almost like a comic book. Black casebook with a big bat symbol. <laughs> but the, it's just the thing stupid. Is, for some reason, though, we don't ever talk about what Damien's already uncovered. Like the idea that maybe the reason that he was so easily able to find out who was attacking, you know, Bruce Wayne as a child, there is a reason. Like we talked about, you know, when uh, Ghostmaker came to town and Bruce is saying, you screwed up all my long term plans by going after these criminals right away. I had a plan set up. I needed to know more about that. So we just have Damien Wayne, like, you know, discovered, like Batman discovers where he's been hiding out and that he has the black case book it just leads to a fight until it's yeah hey, Damien, and they I just keep fighting I, I can't get a hold of the rest of the bat family they may be in trouble let's uh let's put the like you know let's put this on pause for a while and go work together go find out okay daddy-o yeah and, and it, we never it basically further into the story that we've been dealing with with damian wayne and it's like oh that was really lackluster yeah and it basically ends up, well, we have our things to discuss later, but when the family – and it just – well, where was Damien well, these, the all is, these other times? We're, the whole idea that the main story about the family, like in the last issue, we saw that Hush had you know, tranquilized everybody in the Bat family and kidnapped them. Now they're strapped to a table. They've had their vocal cords paralyzed by you know some chemical. They're in danger. This isn't – like this is the main story, but it's not that compelling to me. No, it's and not. It's like, it's, I don't understand it's so why weird. we had to substitute the mirror for Hush out of nowhere no. when Mirror seemed like he was actually doing something. Like there was a long game and all of a sudden, oh, Mirror's dead. Here's Hush. And like, okay, and, what's and Hush going to do? That. Guess yeah. what, everybody? He's going to take away everything that Bruce Wayne has. How's he going to do that? Well, he's going to kidnap the Bath family. And then he's going to test their blood to find out their blood type. And then he's going to sell their organs online. He's going to send the blood to a lab and then wait for the call back. He's going to send it to a lab. He's going to freaking pay a little bit extra money to get a really quick result so he could find out what the blood type is so he can match it with a donor so then he can sell the organs online in the black market. I'm like, 
What the fuck are we dealing for with? Some re- for some reason, I really thought that it was a little easier to find a blood type. Like when you go to give blood in those beds, well, like I'm they just can find the them. If you kidnap me, I don't know if you're going to be able to figure out my blood type. Well, but I'm saying this is what his plan was, though. If I'm going to kidnap you and my plan is to sell your organs where I need the blood type, I'm going to go online and see if I can find something where I might even be able to get something at Rite Aid that ends up being a little thing. That could be the case, but it seems like he already has some kind of lab technician in his pocket that he's paying off. Yeah, but I'm saying I think that the idea that he's paid it off and he's got to send it away. Like I can imagine there's a bike courier courier. that's going off. (laughs) He's riding around. He's going there. He's he's dropping it off and he's going to go get a pizza. He's on. Yeah, end up just nonsense. And so, like you what, said, what is this hush the, thing, though? I'm just selling nonsense. organs on the and, black and market. And I love the idea. The clever twist of all of this is that hush is not letting them scream because he says, I'm going to use my name for real. Hush. And well, even that, he's branding That's himself clever? now like he's one of the bad family where he has an H on his chest, like, you know, his is his costume now. And now like, all right, Jason, Todd, I'm going to start with you first, you know, Red Hood, because, you know, we have a past and it makes sense that I start with you. Yeah. And it all yeah. just becomes this weird filler where we have to like, you know, like, uh, it's just a going. waste of time. Exactly. That's a waste of time is, to yeah. get back to the idea that. I mean, really, right, we're waiting Batman for lab Damien tests. Gonna, exactly. Batman and Damien are going to have to find their way. And then when we get to the point, it's that I don't know if it's just, you know, they have everybody has a homing signal on them that Batman can then track because he knows that he can't get a hold of their comms. Hush has deactivated them. He's made sure that they can't scream by paralyzing their freaking, you know, vocal cords. But then we have the rest of the Bat family who are tied up at this point. They're pretty much, you know, like tied to chairs or gurneys, whatever the whole thing is. Nobody's able to undo their restraints. And also we have Duke Thomas there with his light and dark powers. I'm like, why are some fucking why shadow monsters those? coming out of there? He's like, just make it pitch black. Because he needs to talk, Eric. Does he? The, the thing about this too, and poor Jason, it's like he's always the guy. Like even Hush is like, and of course I'll start with you. I'm like, why? But the idea. Well, it goes it was, back to the Hush story where they were working together. I know, but it's so ridiculous that he's almost making it in this like this would make. Bat- like what he's trying to do is upset Batman. I probably would have put that aside and maybe went for, you know, Dick Grayson or something. But. It doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter anyway. And the thing is, if it was the mirror, if you ended up having the mirror instead of him jumping off the building, the next time there's injustice, you'll think of like, what did he say? I don't know. What was his name anyway? But you end up, it was the mirror and you end up having it go to this point. I would have actually liked that separation where Nakano is still against the mask and all that. And we actually find out that the mirror it was all a dupe. It was all to get the Bat family to get them and do what he's doing here. Because the why, idea that Hush, no, I'm saying of the black market. Here's the thing: that makes more sense for some idiot mirror than Hush. Hush is now. I mean, the idea that I'd say, "Hey, that mirror, he just duped them to end up, you know, killing them." He's not. This is the thing: Hush isn't going to sell the things to make money for the be all end all. He's going to kill them. But then he said. I'll find out your deal so I can give your organs to people who will need them. That's the thing is to fuck Batman and destroy the Bat family. And then in the meantime, he's a good Samaritan. He's going to hopefully help somebody on a donor list. But it just, it does, like, that's Why? hush now. That's hush. 
I mean, really, what he also said that when this is all said and done, well, he's going to he go that, over. He's like, I'm so happy I found a unique way to dismantle Batman's family and make millions of dollars at the same yeah. time. But I'm saying he's going to do it that way. But he does just want to get. But I think that that makes less sense for a like this is like, so even the, weird. The steps a, that we're taking play. for this, like this, you know what? I'll be using chloroform instead of regular anesthesia as a surgeon. It's not my preference, of course, but it's incredibly no. difficult to secure. I mean, like we are working on why he can't get anesthesia instead of asking why are we wasting time with the background of what you're doing when I don't understand why you're even selling things on the black market what has happened to you Hush? It's such a weird deal Hush instead of going through the evil monologue he, he's doing busy work to get this whole thing. It's so weird. Like, I'm telling you, I can't make this story better because even with the idea, it's mirror. And then we find out his identity. He's a guy who ended up thinking that Batman should have killed all the villains, but then got their organs because his mom died of kidney. Fa- I don't know what you could do. It's so stupid a concept anyway. But yeah, the, the big evil plan is kill the Bat family and harvest their organs to make money and help some people. Nonsense, just nonsense, and you know the idea that we're ending and at the this one point, I next swear issue. That, I like, swear that Hush is quoting the band freaking King Harvest song in this whole thing, and I have no idea why. He, I don't know. I'm, I'm telling you, what the hell is he doing in general? It's just ridiculous. And I like the art, though. I, yeah, I do like the art too. And the I thing think is, that's I, I say I like the art, which I do, but like for some reason, when we get to the Damien and Batman stuff, like I've had a problem throughout this entire run of Brad Walker doing yeah, those glass eyes on Batman. But even besides that, the coloring on this, when we have Batman and Damien fighting, it is so dark and bleak. It they gets kind of confusing. just blend together with the, you know how close yeah, proximity that, that Damien that. and Batman have when they're fighting each other and falling. I, I like the idea too that Batman gets the case book and he knows it is because it's written on the cover like ridiculous. It's like a textbook you have. You all, just start doodling on it with your freaking you know paper yeah. bag. Oh covers. yeah. I, at the they didn't show the back Iron Maiden rules with a Z. <laughs> so you end up Bruce where, forever. <laughs> forever. One of those S's that everybody uh, drew when I was that'd in high school. Be awesome, right? And you end up where he grabs it in a couple pictures of uh damien and alfred come out and then he's like oh yeah he must be a little upset about that alfred and then more come out oh he's really upset i'm like he watched him die asshole at least bring that up at least bring the fact that alfred was just as much a father to him as i was possibly even more yeah there's no possible about it no and 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 (laughs) with all that son of a bitch yeah really and when he's going through i i just and like how is this though all it's of these so sterile a scene, though, the, to me. The hurting that Damien must have over witnessing Alfred's death, the man who was more of a father to him than Bruce Wayne ever was, and this is the tr- frame of reference, like the train of thought that Bruce has, possibly even more. Maybe there is a chance Damien will put the R on again. I'm like, why are you going back to your own personal shit right now? Jesus exactly. Christ, dude. This is the problem. This is why he doesn't have an R on his chest, dick. And uh, yeah, and even that, like, because of it, you don't get any feels. I mean, th- where is the moment where he's like, give me that book, asshole. And then Damien's like, no, it's mine now. Don't take it. He well, grabs the it. Idea when we and have then the it narration. falls out. And then the, yeah, it's when we have the narration not- of Batman, there's like, Damien, no, I won't strike him, but I can stop him like I'm saying. So Damien knows that you won't strike him. I wish Harper Rowe had that knowledge that you yeah, wouldn't really. strike her when you did. Or any random the idea, like, person. Okay, check this out. You're not going to strike him. You're just going to beat him about the face like Tom King said about this is how you tell each yeah. other your plans of well, attack. Well, he, he's telling him to move right. That's what he just said. Uh, Look, get a, act, he's boy, giving him. I'm not going to strike you. I'm doing our old fashioned where I punch you in the face in a certain way that you know what I'm great. saying to you. I wish that Tom King was going like that. And he's like, what do you want to tell me, father? 
boom, 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 right in the face. Bloody nose, freaking eye closed. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like Chewbacca now. Yeah, I know. I do miss Alfred too, Dad. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, sorry. I mean, Father. <laughs> Just beating the crap out of him. Uh, no, but where where I would like to it is that Batman grabs the book out of Damien's hand. This isn't for you. This is my deal. The pictures fall out, and that's where you get the epiphany by Batman. I have been a jerk. He has made up with most of the Bat family at this point. Not Damien. Damien's done some bad things. But give me the cow off at this moment and actually give him a hug and say, listen, we got to work this out. I miss Alfred, too. He was both of our fathers. I kind of say he's your grandfather, but that's fine. And give me a hug, baby. And they end up hugging, and I get some feels and then go forward with that where, okay, the family's in trouble. We have to deal with this. You did some bad shit, buddy. But for now, we're Batman and Robin again. Let's go. And even saying, are we Batman and Robin again? Yeah. And then he gives him the arm. He throws it, wipes his ass with it and throws it. Not that much. But, you know, just the idea where I would have like without the R and that being a big thing saying, you know, you know, one more time, Batman and Robin, let's go save the family. Okay. And they go off you know and we'll work about it later. I'm kind of didn't happen. The idea that we'd go back to him really pushing his agenda on this when the family's like, let's save this for after the fact. Yeah, I'm just saying they, they are going. I mean, he's playing the idea that they're going off as that anyway. But yeah, then you have hush, hush, sweet hush next. What the hell? They're going to go and they're going to find the Bat family all in hotel rooms in the tub with a bunch of ice. Yeah. <laughs> there are no that kidneys. Happens. I heard a friend of mine has a cousin and has a roommate who told me all about that. Yeah, I have a friend of a friend that had a hobo that I already I told don't him right there with a friend a, with an angry handy J at that point. And that was true. I don't know about that hotel room. Uh but yeah, at the end you end up with maybe Jason Todd losing some some more. Yeah, no, he'll right? be fine. Yeah, I, I have a feeling he will. Tell you, we, we, we just put some chloroform over him. We, have to, we end the issue with Batman and Damien apparently going to where they need to go. All right, let's get him. Is, is, is Cecil Castellucci writing this going Not forward? Because I, I could see. No, that won't be. That's very no, But if, right. if Cecil Castellucci was on this, they'd all be saved. And then Batgirl would be pissed at Jason Todd because he didn't donate that kidney. You, you jerk. Poor. You should have given it to somebody, you jerk. Ah, uh, yes. And also I thought when they said, hey, you know, check the blood. This is a real healthy kidney. I'm like, I don't know, Jason, I, I think he's a big drinker. But you end up you with talking all about this it. What going have you seen on. Jason drink? You've seen Rick Grayson drink way because more. Because I'm telling you, it's off panel. He hides his drinking like most alcoholics do, you Eric. They don't it. want it to be out in the people front. People freaking hassling you. Damn right. <laughs> I mean, really. Uh, but overall – this is what it is. Is there's not much going on. You're you're going through these three stories. I well, like the, the Nakano is, bit, like but even that isn't much. It, but the main story is freaking garbage. Just wasting time so we can get to a freaking next issue. Yeah, and again, the Nakano stuff we like, and I think that you're kind of handcuffed because you can't really tell the whole story because that's going to be going on. Or are we in handcuffed? That we can't tell the whole stuff. Damien story because we're not doing that either. I think there's nothing to tell. I mean, they're there, so he just doesn't. You got Hush here for no reason at all, which again, I think it's just to have. Hey, Hush is back. <laughs> all right, nothing. I, I thought it was pretty much garbage. And in fact, while we talked about that, my score is going lower and lower. I do like the art, but I'm going five five. What would you give it? I'd still give it a six out of ten, like you and I talked about off yeah. thing. But yeah, like I went the whole down idea, to five five. I still like the art. I like aspects of the Damien. I just want to get see it go further. And I like the Nakano stuff that we're building up to here. It's just the main story is pretty garbage, and just like we said, wasting time this whole thing like we need to fill out this issue we need to have enough story for next issue what are we going to do oh that's right tread water because we're dc comics yeah 
that seems to be the case. And that's why when I get upset, even on Twitter, you know, arguing with people or stuff, that people seem to be loving these stories like this and saying, oh, man, it's so great. I mean, this is a hush story for the ages, This is a hush. This is the greatest. Oh, my God, this Wonder Woman. I can't believe that this run is ending. It's so great. I'm like, really? I mean – Wait till wait. These people wait till a good comic hits them. They are going to be blown. Their mind's blown if this happens because I don't get it. I don't well, get what they're reading. Every time you have these characters brought out, where Hush was this new thing in 2003, Tommy Elliot's like this big 12 issue story. Hush, it's going to rock Batman's world and do yeah. all this stuff. You know, ramifications for years to come. Now we have Tommy Elliot back in. I'm going to steal some Morgans and sell them on the black. You know what? Mike, this is you've been laid low, brother. And that's what's happening to like KG Beast. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Yeah, this guy, this guy, yeah, all of them. There's a point where if you're going to bring them back to just do this shit, don't bring them back. No. I mean, because Have it be the fucking mirror. What you're doing then the next time they come, then people, oh, him again. And then, oh, yeah, I don't need that. And that's what it's become to even things like a Maxwell Lord is like people like Max Lord, Max Lord. People seem Zeus. To like, uh, but also even like. This whole deal with Wonder Woman that we're going to get into now, it's nonsense. But it is Wonder Woman number 768. And at it's least that's by- nonsense with a new character, though, of Emma Lord for the most part. Where you're like, yes, you no, have I'm not done. No, I'm saying Lord has been you, you neutered. Haven't done, you haven't done Maxwell any freaking favors either. But if you want to destroy your character like we're doing in this one, go for it. Just don't She's take anybody else out of the way. It. I mean, she's not destroying it. In my mind, she is making this character more what she thinks is more of a full fleshed out well, character. She and also, done that along the way. She, I know, but and she's also trying nowhere. to make it. You, you before the. I'll get into this after I this. Don't. It is, it is Wonder Woman seven sixty eight, written by Mariko Tamaki, art by Rafa Sandoval, Jordi Tarragona, Arif Prianto, and. Our man Pepper, so, and you end up having this, Eric. It's time for the penultimate issue of Mariko Tamaki's run and the end of her Liar Liar story. She does a 180 with her villain, Liar Liar, to force the issue that the real villain was always Maxwell Lord, (gasps) even though we saw otherwise. Though, throw in a page filler confrontation with Deathstroke, where Tamaki again shows she only knows surface-level info about her characters, and I can't wait for March and a new run to start so I can forget this nonsense. The artist of not much else is. Now it's it's Becky Cloon and her husband. Who knows? It It, it might be good. It might not be. But what I think happens here, you end up having this whole deal. Wonder Woman with, you know, Mariko Tamaki and with anybody, they're going to show that she has the compassion. You know, you don't often get the Amazon, you know, craziness of I'm just going to kill. It's always the compassion. And yeah, and the truth. That's her big thing. So I think that what happened is you end up having Liar Liar. Emma's there. She's trying to kill everybody. Oh, my God. Maxwell Lord, you're my dad. Oh, she's crazy. I don't know what she's talking about. Put her in jail. She goes to jail. Now the run's ending, whether it was going to go longer. But, hey, I want to kind of tie up this whole Liar Liar thing. Okay, let me sit down and write a story. Okay, Wonder Woman beats the shit out of a, a young girl. Now nah, that doesn't work. Okay. A uh, young girl kills one. No, that's a she's stuck. What are you going to do with liar, liar? Because she is a young girl. She's a young girl that at the beginning, even you see, maybe she does need some. So what she does in this issue is fully change up the game and make her a schizophrenic that is only been doing this stuff because Maxwell Lord has been giving her some crazy pills from the get-go, and nobody even knows what those are. So you just well, go with it. That, so what the- are we dealing with Max Lord? Because from what we're dealing with, you know, obviously he has a grudge out of nowhere because he knows that one of them killed him in a past continuity timeline. That's what he's pissed off about now. He's a bad dude, obviously, but 
We've seen that he was locked up when he was reintroduced in Rebirth during the uh, Just League versus Suicide Squad, you know, event where he's been locked up and from like you know this whole time, and then was relocked up. So like, when did he have time? And like, was he doing this the whole time for Lord Industries before he was That's locked what he up? Says. That's what it says. Because we have this deal where when we first introduced Emma, she's like, "Max Lord's my father." Like, well, how do you know that? So my birth certificate, and like, well, it's not because it says it's not, but. Max at first seemed like he had no idea about any of this. The whole idea of him even coming out, it didn't seem like it was like, man, I'm going to get my, I'm going to get my tech, I'm going to get my daughter that I've been giving these pills to for all her life secretly. It seemed like these were all thrown at him when this book started, but now he's the mastermind. I'm like, he, he's really, how do I want to put this? The way he acted and everything, like you could say, oh yeah, he was fooling everybody, but it really seemed like he was surprised about all these things happening until like the story says, oh no, he wasn't surprised. He's been doing this all along. I'm like, has he though? Because it doesn't really make sense well, the way we have it, it now. It doesn't make and sense. Even now that here- we changed up Emma this whole time, liar, liar for how she reacts, because yeah. now it's like, oh, this is the story we had, the psychopath that like, you know, was trying to take over people and have them kill themselves. No, no. She's all about the fantasy characters and has a, a problem with her mind where she sees things different. Like, she thinks she's what? in a fantasy world, like a, a, a Lord on of the Earth, Rings world here. I said it when I was talking to him in the roundup deal, I'm like, nobody wants more on Earth. Uh, but here's the progression. And this is where I think it's complete and utter bullshit is the idea that Maxwell Lord, where they're saying that he got involved and possibly turned her in what she was was after the fact that we saw Emma mind control her mother to drive into a truck and kill her. That's when she goes to – and if you wanted to show this progression, okay, Maxwell Lord doesn't know about her. All of a sudden, she uses the things, kills her mother, and then he finds out because he would possibly be the next of kin, even though we didn't see that before. But you end up where it's – almost skirting the deal of her killing her mother even where you end up where they're going through this background oh yeah you know she was driving with her mom her mom got you know and they allude to it but if you haven't read that you would not know because they say the police report the trucker said she ran right into them this was the reason why she did that was because and why she became liar liar her mom kept lying about who her father was kept lying that Max. oh i kept asking my mom my mom wouldn't tell me my mom wouldn't do this ends up killing her mom and then finding out all that stuff and now it's all getting twisted and turned around to make it so that when we end next issue maxwell lord is a hundred percent the villain because he did know about her started putting her on medicine but what did the medicine do because when she's off the medicine when she's off the medicine she seems to go wacky so this medicine and again it's what's the tech what was the tech through all these issues? It changed. It was ambiguous. Well, that's the thing. This is medicine Maxwell is- seemed to be doing Maxwell. And I say it just like that. It seems weird. But Maxwell Lord, when he was doing these things, it was all in secret. She didn't know about this. She found out about her father. And somehow no, I'm found talking out about, about us in the story about the tech, right? The, no, the, no, I'm it's the same about, as the medicine. She found out about all this tech that he secretly had from Lord Industries, was able to get all this stuff when – she took her all this time to find out about her father and even the things that he's been doing to her. Like he, she didn't seem to know that he was behind all this. So when it comes to this weird wrap I'm around telling you, this is the, of coincidence, it doesn't work out in my mind. And it's almost making her sympathetic to the like – we have the character Emma Doropoulos is her name. A very Greek name, almost like uh, – um, She's as evil as she is Greek, Eric. No, I'm saying, like, that's the Capitellos where like yeah. we had the silver swan where you have this young character who Stelio goes – Stelio Contos. Stelio 
Cantos. <laughs> but no, this idea it almost feels like it's a, it's a lesser silver swan that we're dealing with, especially with the last name for some well, reason. Well, it will mind. be with this mental illness factor coming in. And so you set up this bad villain that's going to end up nuking Washington, D.C. at a point where – we don't know anything about medicine or anything else. And now all of a sudden we open up the magic medical files that should have been there immediately when they had the, these files don't seem like something that they just, they were there. They just didn't look at them, you know, like when the villain was going around trying to blow up the world. Well, not only but that, instead, they haven't looked at her medical files and for some reason she's allowed out and about without a power dampener. Yeah. Uh, that how did you know uh, let's talk about how she originally got into lord industries grabbing the tech and then making a phone app i mean what what's going on in this we never get any information it's just push and the idea that wonder woman and ed are, are in maxwell lord's you know cell for some reason i I just think that the military police have Maxwell Lord behind them on, on a bed there, a gurney there, even though he's out of surgery at that point. What are they carrying? But they're sitting there. This is just the progression of what we get in this book constantly. Wonder Woman and Ed are like, oh, man, look at this. Maxwell Lord got stabbed in the stomach, kind of like you. And we really didn't see that I, I, anyway. And it was a little slice that she gave herself. And it really seemed like this and it was her armpit. This was the Not big her kick. stomach. It was like her side that she sliced and it even seemed like he was stabbed in the back for the way it seemed to me. Like, you know, when like, we saw that here. It's, but uh, yeah. this is just like how you were stabbed in a like, no, top it wasn't. No, and why would that be the connection that Emma knows about what, that she would then stab her father the same way that you stabbed yourself but didn't really do it? You're almost saying, hey, you know, they, Emma didn't st- – this doesn't make sense. Plus, they're just sitting there looking at the, the chalk drawing there of Max Lord there. Oh, let's look at the scene. I don't know. I'm out of clues. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Look at the wall. Right there on the wall is the one clue. They are sitting there yapping and yapping. It's right there. They don't even have to move. They look up and it's there. It says the king of lies and, you know, we're going to have to do this. Oh, it must be Emma. Can you check on her? Not even the father of lies or the lord of lies, which would make more sense to me. The king of lies. The king of lies. He's he controls your mind and and so you end up having all this and like all right well let's go let me figure it out and then we get this background again where you are only and a lot of this here is a redoing of what we already knew before in not a clever way if we would have saw before that it was liar liar you know the whole okay but no this is just showing you what mariko tamaki wants you to know before we go to the next deal that Emma really isn't bad. She has a mental problem. And, and really the idea of Wonder Woman going to fight somebody with schizophrenia, she's got her hands tied. You can't just go and blast and guns a blaze and you have to get her and she will. I'm going to get you the help you need. That gives the compassion. It's all set up nonsense. But you go off and everything's pushed towards Maxwell Lord. Everything's pushed. So you end up where you don't have enough story for the pages so then well, what can I do? Well, when the medical files get open, that sends a signal to Deathstroke. It comes flying in because he's been paid by Maxwell Lord that if anybody touches these files, they get killed. But I think somebody would have checked these files before. These aren't real hidden. These are just her medical files. She got arrested. She is in jail. You'll look at these. You know, you'll end up going through. So he, he comes in going well, to get that Edda. Whole thing in the medical records, you would definitely want to check because, you know, She's locked up and she's being given medication in her cell that she's yeah, exactly. about. You kind of want to know what the medical records are before you start giving medication to somebody. That's what I'm saying. Like, and, you know. and even the idea of when she gets arrested, you have to see her medical past, especially psychiatric medical. 
to, to decide what you have to do with her as a prisoner. Well, is she going to go to a hospital? Is she going to go to a jail? Well, I and don't know why. Like, at one point, she's now talking again when she was catatonic before and wouldn't wait, and then started singing liar, liar, yeah, that yeah. her bunny could yeah, hear for some better. reason at the end of the first arc. But I don't know why you don't put a power damper on her when we have established that she is a metahuman who can make people do things yeah, and that's the when other she thing. talks. I love the idea that it almost seems as what they're doing here is almost going with the the pills gave her the powers maybe or kept the powers. In. They don't know. And they go back and forth. Even when they say, what's the medicine? Huh? Yeah. I never heard of it. Why aren't we getting well, information? Even when Deathstroke shows up, like, how are we going to have Deathstroke take on Wonder Woman? Well, there was this one time where he had the God Slayer sword. So he now has two modified God Slayer swords. I'm like, no, this was a this mystical This is New thing. 52 stuff. Exactly. That the God and Slayer. The last time we saw this, it was Cheetah had it, it was destroyed. Yeah, and it was Cheetah had it by more the Dark recent. Fates, and it was then taken away exactly. from her. So now Deathstroke, for some reason, has modified God Slayer swords. It's wrong. And I'm like, completely I don't wrong. even know why you're even trying to do this. Why can't Deathstroke just be Deathstroke and be able to take her on by himself without this nonsense that you're adding in? I mean, Deathstroke shows up and it's like, oh, somebody opened those medical records. That's what triggered me to come here. I have a sleeper agent. Ah, I'm going to get my deal. Wonder Woman, I didn't expect you, but I'll fight you because I'm going to get that bounty because I'm Deathstroke. That's all I do. Yeah. Oh, get like, this Deathstroke. It's a kid. Even this, What does that matter? Even this freaking editorial bit, though, looks like Slade made some modifications since the event of Destro God Killer Historian Paul. I'm like Historian it. Paul better get read some more stories, ev- Paul. Where's current events, Chris? That's what I'm like. Because he better get a hold of them. Uh, so Deathstroke shows up. He has been hired without knowing why or what. Hired to go if that Daughter. medical if that medical deal is open, he goes to attack and he has to whoever opened it, he's bringing back that body. He's going to give it to Maxwell. They even say, well, he's in intensive care. He might die, whatever. But he's like, no, no, a job's a job. That is the thing. Deathstroke doesn't do it. We've even had in his run with Christopher Priest where he ends up dead and you end up having his kids knowing that if he doesn't fulfill a job, he's done. I don't even know when, why so, Deathstroke is going to care because this is his word is his bond at this point. He The idea is like, did you know like like about the this the file was for his daughter i didn't know a file on his daughter's i'm not here for guilt trips diana but but i i won't fight you on this yeah uh, now for, think for of my this. own debts this time you know i'm, I'm <laughs> gonna let this go i'm like why Deathstroke? Because, yeah, because it's not like you have to go and kill a young girl. No, or anything that's like the this. problem. This is where people, I think, think that what this is, is if these medical things get open, you go and attack the person who is opening them. Deathstroke has no idea if that person's opening them to fuck with a girl or killing her or doing something to exploit her. He is there for one reason. The person who opens not to kill a girl. Not to do anything involved with Emma except probably what he might glean from it, protect her, but he doesn't care. It's not doing anything to a girl. You have Wonder Woman say, now Wonder Woman, she does tell the truth, so you get that. But, oh, Deathstroke, uh, you know, it's because Maxwell is using that. He doesn't need that. No. That's not part part of the contract. No, that isn't. And we've seen Deathstroke. We just messed up Slate for no reason in freaking two pages. Again, that's what I said. Every character she touches, she ends up neutering a bit and, and messing up because she doesn't understand. God Slayer, nonsense. I think somebody told her that. Historian Paul, asshole. And then also just Deathstroke, who, Deathstroke that only does one thing. And then he's like, in an all shucks moment. Oh, shucks. I didn't know that, Dino. Hey. All right, my bad. I, uh, 
I somehow have these dual god slayer swords, even though, you know, I didn't know Modified. I was going to fight a demigod, but I, I always bring them. They're pretty cool, right? I mean, right away, Diana should say, wait a second. You ain't leaving yet, asshole. No. What the fuck are you doing this with those? This is some shit right here. Yeah. Th- these are big things that would and could and should be important. Oh, the and they're not. behind this. I mean, is, does he, is he going to have to pay for that window? He came flying in this window, crashing through, and it's just like, oh, well, smell you later, Deathstroke, who has just pretty much sullied his whole reputation with that. It's nonsense. It's complete. I, I wish we had Jericho come flying in and grab, yoinks, grab the things. Even if you ended up having it, in my mind, if you want to think this through, have the job just be to retrieve the files. Don't say you got to kill because you're not going to kill Edda and Wonder Woman. Make it that he has to come in. Have him, you know, go toe to toe with Wonder Woman. Grab him and go. You know what it does? It gets him on the cover and it's nonsense. It is a nonsense play for nothing. And it just wastes time for us to go back to Emma, who has just walked out of prison, hospital, whatever. Well, now she's the sorceress of twisted truth. She's going back to her old apartment building to get her bunny from the freaking queen of lies that is Wonder Woman in her mind. She believes herself to be a knight, but the sorceress of twisted truth, the liar, liar. And Mulaney is going to be her guide in this journey. And for whatever reason, now that she has this gigantic fantasy land fantasy that she is pulling off where everything about sword and sorcery is what she sees – she believes that she has a suit of armor on, and for some reason this translates to last issue when we saw her where she looked like she had energy construct armor around her, but we don't have that anymore because that didn't make any sense. Now it's just what she sees she's wearing, and now it's time to take she's out the- goblins <laughs> around. It's just nonsense. Goblins. Hey there, innkeeper. Now we've got to get really? the, the, the word out there, though. Freaking liar liars out there. We have to use the tech that she has to go through everybody's phone to tell her that the king of lies is still alive to really suss her out here to make sure that she can make her move and we can take liar liar and, down and the weird thing about it is and what was happening before you can assume that she was taking her medication before but we never really saw that and i wish that if this what you know if this was going to be the setup have wonder woman wonder like what are these pills like can i see those no you know something because at that point, she was still trying to kill people, yeah. but they weren't the king of lies, the, the queen is, of she truth. Just, she just wasn't seeing a fantasy land when she was yeah, killing before. That's now what I'm that's saying. But if, but if she wasn't, that means she was on her medication. Yeah. But what does that She's medication do? Because the medication in some way was supposed to dampen other things like this all doesn't make sense altogether. And yeah, she's a psychopath. That's it. She killed her mother before any medication came about. Probably killed about seven other people in that crash. Yeah, yeah, and that happened. I mean, none of this makes sense to now. Suddenly, out of, I'm telling you, out of nowhere, ha ha, I'm the sorcerer. <laughs> like, really? I think I'm going crazy. And so you end up at the end with just the idea that she's going to come and Wonder Woman has to trick her. Okay, what can we do? Well, what I think we should do is uh, commandeer everybody's phone. And have it say the thing that the king of lies lives. And I, I even said this on that roundup deal with this. Just imagine this. You end up where people, there, there's a vaccine coming for this COVID. The awful thing. And so people are like, I'm not taking that vaccine. That's people are going to track me. You have all these people having all these things. Suddenly everybody's phone turns into this message. All hell's breaking loose. Nobody's going to trust anybody. That's the same as an Amber Alert sent out. It's just there. Yeah, but it's not. Nobody knows what it is or means. This is a weird message coming to everybody. Well, they kind of did that for us uh, the other week where Tom Wolf, our governor, sent out this whole big thing that you like nobody signed up for. I guarantee you if I look right now, yeah. 
And that's what I'm saying. This isn't even that. This is just some the king of life. Imagine the ideas that you and me would have. We're at work and all of a sudden, beep, beep. The king of lies lives. Long live the king. Holy shit. What is this? It's a special at Burger King? Let's go. Let's go. Let's I'm, get I don't know where I'm pulling that giant whopper. steak I've made at work out of freaking Damn nowhere. Right. Like, We've right, been waiting. Freaking end of world is happening. Everybody look at your phones. Who ordered the steak? And the problem is Everybody. you don't have a phone. You don't have a phone. Yeah, but I still get those things, know. though. Even though I have yeah. a phone, the stuff yeah. the internet doesn't Again, have any phone connection. That scares the shit out of you, doesn't it? It scares the shit out of you. Because I'm in a place that, for the most part, it's hard to get an internet connection, even when you have that. I don't have any internet hooked up to it. I don't have a phone plan. Anything that can really you happen. Get that. It comes through no problem. Long no, I'm like, what is this king. shit? I think that they're announcing the quadruple whopper, and I'm there. Damn right. Uh, but yeah, this I ends up where. I love it too. It's like there is liar, liar. I don't know where she got the phone. She's looking there. Oh my God. The king lives. She it throws her phone to run off and then gets to the hospital just to kind of stand there to look at the castle that she thinks it is. And then, oh, there it is. The she made a weird choice queen. for this character out of nowhere. So odd. So odd to end this ad because I do think it's going to be like you brought up in the past. Wonder Woman will end up fighting people, but it ends up being that they actually have a mental illness. She's going to be compassionate. And I don't mind. I'm not saying that that's a nonsense thing. That actually is nice, but you got to set it up better than this and not just change the character because you've written yourself into a corner. Imagine that if you we need had that a Silver Lord. Swan, but it's not Silver Swan. It's another girl. And and she's the daughter of Maxwell Lord. Run and and please, and then add unearth. Oh my, this is where's the maker? And so where you're getting this is in my mind too, is you're setting up the main villain is a guy who's in a coma in intensive care right now. And I just end up where you're going to get Emma. She's going to say, Emma, I'm going to help you. Let's get your medicine. Probably some sort of, inj- I don't know. Well, the and then send her off to a thing. Wonder Woman was able to beat her last time is that Maxwell Lord used his pushing ability, the mental push to tell her, you can't hear what Emma says. So this way, Emma couldn't affect her. What Especially, are we going to do now? Well, here's what you're going to do. This is, would be, first off, she's seeing delusions she's the evil queen is in front of wonder woman has wonder woman has the lasso the lasso just goes around she sees what's going on then oh my god what am i doing no no no. you okay it's it's gonna be one of those last time okay now without the fantasy world fuck yourself yeah that's what should be but i think it's gonna be like oh no what's going on hey god these goblins are gone i'm telling you wonder woman Woman. i'm I'm just calling it eric wonder woman is gonna have more of the comments about listen i know how it is to have a father who wasn't there and, you know, come on, let's go. I'm going to get you Mine help. Mine was and a I'll, god. Yours only thinks he is. Yeah, really. <laughs> exactly. And so that's all it'll be. And then because you end up having Maxwell Lord in a coma, they'll go and shake their fist at him. The end. The I end. imagine too Cut that we, we, I'm telling you, we haven't had enough nonsense with the lasso of truth. We're going to wrap the lasso around Emma and Maxwell Lord so they can have a conversation in his mind in while he's in a lasso. coma. So they can or actually settle lasso, things like out had. in the land of the mind. In the land of the mind. Of the the lasso, With the lasso, he'll have to tell the truth. Yeah. Right? Of the mind. Yeah. Look in the tunk. They'll end up there and they'll be like- he means trunk. (laughs) You don't want to know how far I'll go. You end up with the whole deal where Maxwell is like, listen, I always did love you. I just was trying to protect you. I'm just not a good father. Come here and give me a hug, you medieval- Something you know. Harry Potter loving little bitch, you <laughs> I was just like your use, mother, your little piggy. I, I wasn't gonna use all this of a sudden. He's Alec Baldwin talking to his daughter via text. Oh yeah, yeah. You, I, I need to know. Then it's like, what happened with this? When did Maxwell Lord come a courting? 
It's what I want to know. I want to see those dates. I mean, really, if, if there's somebody Are you who sure probably wasn't. dates, you're into me. Exactly. I'm the telling end. you, if there's anybody who really better watch his P's and Q's, it's going to be Maxwell Lord. You know he's done bad shit. Even you if know he, it. If, even if all of this was the, on the up and up, no one's going to buy it. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're not. Uh, but she's dead. You know, dead dead ladies who have crazy daughters who have mind control powers tell no tales. I've heard once. So we have yeah, this, people to tell you. This, this is nonsense. It is such nonsense to about face one issue left just to end up where you, you got to conclude this. Like I said, in my mind, for Wonder Woman being compassionate and showing that she cares and that it never was Emma's fault. She has a mental illness that was being, you know, maybe ex- the whole thing is it's so ambiguous. Was she being exploited? Was he? Hel- we now, don't Jim, know. Do you consider everybody in Arkham Asylum for the most part to have a mental illness? Um, They should, but, so, you know, that's the thing is they have killed a lot of people and then keep doing that over and over again. Oh, I know. But this is Wonder Woman. You always have this. And it's it's the generic deal. It's the generic deal of compassion. And, you know, the, the twist to be like, oh, my God, it was Maxwell all along. Yeah, maybe if they and- push this whole thing with the fantasy land from the get go, it would make more sense. Like, oh, my God, she needs her medication. That's the I only said- thing that's going on. But no, I, we never yeah. saw that until right now. I mean, now. why couldn't there have been a thing where, like I said, at the beginning she's got pill like they go into her apartment when wonder woman first moved in and we really did nothing with any of that any but when she goes in and there's tons of this medication like oh what's that oh don't worry because she's embarrassed you know she's that and then somehow she runs out or max something where she we see that she sees something like all of a sudden oh my god the castle i just nothing was set up it was just out of nowhere out of nowhere to end this deal nonsense, but I give it a 3.5 on the site. I'm right there with up. you at 3.5. I think I was got a four before, but just talking about just how nothing works out in the end. And the thing is, I want to say that I enjoy the opera doors. This one, just look at the page if you can get to it where Wonder Woman is like looking over Maxwell Lord while he's in a coma. There's this face on her where she looks like freaking, you know, f- like, you know, she looks like a Dick Tracy sketch from like the 1940s is what she looks like for some reason. Um, it really <laughs> bothers me. Why the sour book? <laughs> she looks like what's she squinting at? Oh my god! I mean, seriously, like nothing about the story makes sense. You you've made Deathstroke less, you've made freaking Maxwell Lord less, and now you're just changing the character that you set up in your own run, and they're making them less, maybe more, but seems like less from where we were. From like I said, out. you can't. The idea of this, you can't just throw at us here the the penultimate issue just to get it forced in a different direction. That's nonsense. I just I'm telling you, I'm looking at Sourpuss uh, Wonder Woman there. I but saw I that really, as we're talking about. I'm it, I'm like, oh, I can't go. I, for now. <laughs> I love the progression of them just Edda and Wonder Woman are so baffled about who this is. They're looking at the floor. They're looking, oh, you got stabbed. And then they just raise their head up and see the shit written in blood on the wall that immediately sends them to Emma. Like they wouldn't have seen this walking in. They don't mention it. And then when they see it, they go, oh, my God, what is this? Uh, really, it's on the wall in well, the, the, thing. In the room you're in. It doesn't really even lead them to Emma right away. Because oh, now, it does with them. Well, now, no, because then they have to go and look at Emma's medical files. And then well, Deathstroke has to attack. This and is the then thing. things have to go further. She says, you take some time to write that on the wall in someone's blood. That's some personal shit. And the, where's Emma Lord? Like that. They are trying to find we'll her, then, to but it. It, that's the only thing, though, that pushes them in that direction when it was there. It's so it's almost like it's like, hey, Eric, we've been through this crime scene. I don't understand. I can't figure this. Oh, my God, a body. 
Oh, I think there's been a murder. I'm just saying that when you take a metahuman in like this, the first thing you do, you put a power dampener on them and you call it a day. Yeah. Right there. Everything is finished at this point. Also, you know what else you do? You put them in a cell and lock it. Also, you do look at their medical deal so that if they do need medication, you give it to them. But power dampener first. I mean, this is somebody who legitimately almost destroyed the world in a nuclear explosion. Seriously. You don't fuck around with this shit. She is without a power dampener like she does in this issue. Any goddamn schmuck that walks by, she can mind control to get her out, which she does. I mean, even at this point, they're just like, eh, she's fine. I mean, really, what is she going to do? What is she going to do in jail when she has mind control power? I mean, really? What is she going to do? Well, she's going to mind control people to get out and then somehow have, uh, you know, what looks like construct power energy armor to then attack. Makes no sense. Even that, even that, I think that they got to the end of that issue, not even knowing what this issue was going to be. I know the timing doesn't seem, but the idea doesn't even, why didn't you show her in regular armor because you're seeing her through her own self? You were actually looking as if you were Maxwell Lord with this power. And I thought it was a silent armor for Christ's sakes. I didn't know what was going on. And then we get it. Oh, she's schizophrenic and thinks she's in some fantasy world. All right. Deathstroke. Boom. And three, five, Eric, what's your book of the week? My book of the week is Dark Knight's Death Metal, The Last Stories of the DC Universe, number one. Yeah, mine is the Batman a Black and White, number one, Eric. Uh, maybe you would have heard me talk about maybe. it, or maybe not. <laughs> maybe and maybe not. We'll see. You do like but, that Last Stories of DCU, though, don't I? Yeah, yeah, you do. I don't understand. You got me more positive on it. I went from a five, five to a six, Eric. You got me going. I don't need that. Plus, I, I That's just not even you, in the show that we did. That's at a side roundup show. Yeah, it's a side roundup show. That thing was almost two hours long, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. I remember um, we're doing this. We're going on about these and we're arguing. And I look over at, holy crap, we've been talking an hour 40. We so haven't even gotten a second book. <laughs> oh, I could tell. But yeah, with that, though, I, I you know. You know for a fact the minute that I look at those books next week, I'm going to go and look right at that death metal to see if there's anything that ties into that. And I'm going to throw shade at your ass. But we are going to talk about what's going to come on and out next week. You were week. pleading your case on that storm. I'm waiting for you to freaking do the credits of that first book. It's like 28 minutes. I'm like, he hasn't even gotten to the credits yet. He's trying to plead his case going forward. It wasn't really clear. Like I said, what I, I know, we, Houston, we got a problem. I ended up where I, I just wanted to push the idea that I, I was going about it more in the whole gist of the, the death. Ma- I'm going to take 20 minutes now to explain <laughs> it. Uh, but next week, we have a bunch more books. Sure uh, and we have three endless winter books. Now, as always, we end up having two of these picked by the Get Fresh crew, the badasses, the Get Fresh crew. Boop, boop, boop. And they'll be on the Patreon spotlight if you want to get involved with that. And I'm telling you, sometimes they get up to be two hours long. Me and Eric are actually uh, not as synergized in the scores lately. And that usually ends up making me pissed. Jim is and so I get, ang- I so get so is, angry. Like, Man, I don't think people like that our scores are the same. I end up being different to him. You piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I don't know that people love our scores being the same, but I hate when, when they're different. <laughs> it's a difference. And also when I'm like, I, I, I'm telling you, I end up ev- – Either I love a book or I hate How it, whatever. But when I come in and break right before, me. right before, I'm like, man, you know, what did you think about that crap ass tales of the flesh, tales of the multiverse? And you're like, I really liked it. I'm like, it deflates me so much. I'm like, really? Let's get going. I start fucking putting boxing gloves on. <laughs> I start stretching. Oh, we're going to talk these sort of books this time, are we? I get ready. I start getting personal. 
right? You know, that stuff. But two of these will be on the Patreon spotlight. Like we said, picked by the badass of the Get Fresh crew. And again, uh, I'd like to say the idea of, you know, not apologizing for not liking these books anymore, but also just that I think that we have ebbs and flows with our podcast and me and you in general. The idea, I think we're in one of those situations now. Legitimately, ebbs or flows? I think we're in the app. I think we're at the point where people are getting on board with the idea. Wait a minute. These guys might have been on to something here. They're not hateful. They're being honest and really shit is stinking. So I just I just people that I talk to and stuff like that. It feels like we're on that upswing again, which does. I'd say that's a flow. It, may, it makes me happy, but it doesn't because I wish that we could all just love the books. And well, if yeah. they're good, that'd be I love great. DC so comics. I also as as I tell everybody, uh, you know, for a big deal. Give future state a chance at least. Uh, you know, don't Man, just write it off. I'm telling them. Oh. I know. I know you. You're hateful ass. I love I, yeah, DC just Comics. We're you know get when, when you end up when you end up having something announced, just don't get all fired up. Like I'm not. I, that sucks. Until you read it, give it a chance because, like I said, the hate for hate sake sucks, and and you know liking something for liking sake sucks as well. Uh, just you know, have an educated opinion. That's what we try to do. Except Eric says educate it because he's an idiot, but oh. you know he tries. He tries. I can't say but I here's try, the but books. I try to try. Eric, one book that we probably will not be talking about, but I do want to mention just in case people were reading Nobody the first cares. five issues. Amethyst number six. There's a sighting, Eric. <laughs> it's How in the was wild, I hear. <laughs> Seven years, I think. Is it delayed when we never wanted it? Amy Reader, I love this book. Set, but it was delayed since I believe – Right before the pandemic or even after the whole shutdown deal. Um, but it's been months and months and months. And, and this it's is the final issue. The finale. Oh, my God. How is the finale? Now, it, it probably will be something that could t- – maybe they want to tie it into future state. I I, there's no way in my it's mind. So in my cool. mind, DC well, is putting me. this I've out read there to the pretty much say goodbye to Wonder Comics. I've read the five issues, Eric. That story makes no sense. If they throw in something future, I'm in. I, I mean, I'm telling you, that story has been all over the place. Aquaman number 66. And that dude. story was out of continuity to what we had in Young Justice anyway, which was in continuity with the rest of the books. Listen, Bendis, Bendis had his thumbs in that jar. Who knows what was going on? You have uh, Aquaman 66, Mario Lemieux, Eric, Endless Winner, Part 4. You I have Batman. Just got that. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, Damn 66. Right. Gotcha. Damn right. <laughs> Batman number 105. Eric, we'll, we'll get a little bit more Back of to that. Ghost Maker. Clown Hunter and the Ghost of the Makers. And that ends the story until March. So we'll end up having what? Might be a, a sort of finale, I would hope, to then get back to the book with these characters in March. We have Catwoman number 28. That's cool, right? Cool, <laughs> Catwoman. You like that, <laughs> Ramfi? People love them. Dark Knight's Death Metal number six, penultimate issue. I believe the I shit really hit thought the that fan. was the finale for whatever reason. I, I believe this whole time the Death Metal was six issues and a shit ton of ties. We're like, you tell me, no, it's not done to January. I'm like, remember, I told you that, right? know how long this I book know, really? I have no idea. Myself. What an asshole. Who am I? <laughs> yeah, you end up having, and I believe it's January 4th that you'll have the finale. And when we get the finale, it's more of so weird. a. 
number seven from what I've been told and what I've read, it's a finale slash a, an epilogue that'll lead us so into the majority future of state our story that starts will that day. finish this next week. I believe that's kind of how they, they kind of push it. Maybe you'll get that one last big battle. Like what I believe at the end of this, we'll get something like, you know, oh, my God, we have them on the ropes. Let's put the final blow and we'll see what goes on. Yes. And like you do every Wednesday night the final blow but it's never the final one you're back the next week justice league 58 endless winter part five that's my secret get there yeah really (laughs) that is your secret you're always horny uh yeah we'll get endless winter part five the justice league and that should be i don't know is that can we say that that should be the big one because that's kind of the main book that it goes from no i just no no. So okay, uh, and and your train of thought here, the the logical way of things are going here. It's that that flash number seven sixty seven, that wasn't a big one because it was part. When you have these specials, so that Superman Endless Winter special number one, that was the big part of the story. No, that special is only because there's still an ongoing, I think. But I think that maybe no, no, I'm wrong. I I'll stay with that because Teen Titans is not listed as a special. But you end up here. Uh, the Justice League, I believe, is the book because we'll have all the characters in the moon. Nightwing number 77. We'll get Dick Grayson in the story that he's going around having a Merry Christmas holiday season. Right. And you're going to stop. Trying to some- he's trying to pick his freaking uh, spirits up after breaking up the bee. Damn right. Eric. Now he doesn't have a that- girlfriend to buy Christmas presents for. He's happy as hell. That's when you break up with the ladies right before Christmas, and then you start dating them again after Valentine's Day. There's a little tip for you. Life hack, Eric. But yeah, you end up where... Is this going to be the end of Nightwing, Eric? Is, is this the end of my favorite deal? Or are we going to get a Nightwing book in March? We don't know yet. Um, but I think that he might be regulated to that Teen Titans Academy book. So we may not get a Nightwing book. So it'd be a shame waiting for all this time to get rid of that stupid asshole Rick. And then though, I'll say at the end here, if this is the end. I think me and you were a little more positive with the Rick. We gave it a, a long, a long birth there. Look, Rick we was really what it was. But the idea of the Nightwing squad, I at least could get behind until DC decided we're not doing anything with these characters. Oh, get behind, huh? What get are we talking right about behind. Wednesdays again? You're you're a power bottom, Eric. Please, Rorschach number three. <laughs> power bottom <laughs> Rorschach number three. Ooh, we'll right. see if that ends up being anything. And will we? I guess, will we? I don't know. I mean, if really, you want to be honest. If we're not going to talk about it, no, I'll never find out. But if we're I'm talking just, about it, I'm I will read it. Because I'm looking at this, Mike. Are we going to talk about this next well, week? Because we have a lot of books. And we do have a lot of books. This Rorschach is out of continuity. And that last issue did nothing Check. for the story. Check. Well, that's why it, that's Tom King's carrot there on the stick. I need some information. But do I? Do you? Do you really? I don't. I'm telling you, I don't. Uh, but a lot of people are still reading it. I'm going to say that maybe we should do this okay. third you always tell me that we do three issues so i uh, maybe we'll stick with that yeah i know you do like you love me but you meant that superman number 28 that's, right, that's the end of brian michael bendis on superman we will end that i wonder what will tie up there who knows there tales of the dark multiverse crisis on infinite earth number one who strap wait. yourselves in with that one yeah, that is a I'm steve ha- orlando I- right i was talking to you yeah steve orlando i was talking to you before we got on the podcast about this because i was taking a, like a looky loo about it last night when it came in and I think I'm going to have to create some fucked up bullet points in order to give some background to explain this thing to 
everybody who's going to be listening. So maybe put that on the Patreon spotlight so we've got some time to really di- dive in How deep, even though you? there's no way that you you're ever want to do it. You're trying to skew the polls here. What are you doing? But maybe, maybe. I, again, I, I just, I'm trying something to think about tells me that this is going to be one of those deals where it's going to be an hour and 15 minutes. And for once, I'm going to have my mouth shut the whole time. My head's going to no, be spinning. No, I guarantee you, this is going to be like War of the Gods where you have no idea what's happening in this book. And there's no reason you should. No. And then at the end, I said, yeah, I don't know what the hell is going the thing, on It's like, oh, this is the cra- like a what if story, a dark what if about yeah. the crisis on evidence. Kind of. No. In name only. Yeah. Because you're yeah. not going to get any of that in the actual story as far as I saw. Okay. Well, we'll see how it Spoilers, is, Professor. Professor <laughs> Teen Titans 48, Endless Winter Part 6. We'll see how that is, Eric. You were excited about that team going into the Endless Winter a bit, right? When they were gathering up the team no, no, and stuff. No, that's the thing. It's still the same team. It's just what the, yeah. the new Teen Titans saying, hey, guys, why don't you yeah, come over to Titans Tower and we'll train you? That's uh, cool, right? I- I'm cool. really interested in the future state freaking uh, Teen Titans. That yeah, looks like I, a cool I team. too. Yeah, so you also get Batman's Grave number 12. We won't be talking about that. I need that. to know how freaking Beast Boy becomes the thing with two heads where him and Cyborg are fused exactly. together for some reason. Horned up. And then you got Green Lantern season two, number 10, that just we're not imagine talking that, about as well. Just imagine that in the Teen Titans Go cartoon for how much they like it. It's Beast Boy and Cyborg talking about what they want to eat, right? Burgers or burritos, stuff like that. And it's just constantly that screaming That's inside your head. That's just that. Just that in your head, and the next thing you know, you just you you die, or you eat both. That's what I always say. Agree. That's, well, a, that's why what I yourself? say. Go for gusto. I know, really. Huh. Yo, oh, I just baby. needed some Gwen. A gem that Gwen Stefani is. You have that. Aaron, I just had it because the shit's bananas going on. Is what I say. Oh, yeah. That's what. That's what you say. That's what, that's what Gorilla Grodd's always saying. Right. That's what he says all well, the he time. Says, when they ask, Grodd, it's Friday. Yeah, they do. At one point, he did a bunch of Fridays in a row, and then I got lazy. <laughs> I always forget. I'm like, oh man, it's Saturday. That don't work. All right, but that's it, everybody. Thanks. What was for that last book listening. that you said we're talking about next week? I kind of interrupted. No, you. no, no. Uh, the last books are Batman. Uh, Batman's Grave oh. number. 12 i threw out there in case you are reading it and also the green lantern (laughs) season two number 10 that's still going on yeah a couple issues left of that a lot of people like it it seems telling you we have our year end uh you know deal coming up we always have a year end award show podcast and boy i don't know there's not a lot to like him when when and when people keep telling me about like oh what you don't like the green lantern season two no no, no, I don't. Oh, you don't like the Batman's Grape? No, no, <laughs> I don't at all. And even if I read it, I I read some of it. That's why I'm not reading it anymore because it sucked. But everybody can like what they want, Eric. They can be wrong. Everybody has the right to be wrong all, I do it the, all the time. time. Exactly. Exactly, Eric. I, I like the way you talk. You got a big heart for such a big man. You diz. <laughs> I think it's a medical <laughs> issue, actually. <laughs> and you'll die because of it, just like everybody else with gigantism. You will be the next Andre the Giant. Big heart, dead. Alcoholic. Also, also a very big drinker. <laughs> very big drinker and scary sometimes when you see him holding a beer. It looks like and a men's toy. faces. A little too good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, really. The great Khalid, I've told you, had put his hand when we went to see a wrestling match, put his hand on Rafe's head, and I'm like, you could squash it. Like He, he held it at Rafe's head like it was a hand fruit, Eric. It was scary. It doesn't help the Rafe's head. head. Yeah, really, it doesn't. And really, I'd like you to not bring up that <laughs> deformity on the podcast. Uh, but that's it, Eric. That is it Get for work. the podcast. Yeah, really. Uh, and yeah, thanks, everybody. Thanks for everybody. 
who ended up emailing us, especially Eric's mother, who wished Eric a happy birthday. And everybody wish Eric a happy birthday all over the place and make him uncomfortable. That's why I never told anybody. I was going to go on the Slack and say, hey, everybody. It's Eric. I know you don't want that because then you have to keep responding. She got you. uh, She actually did the litter box. Is that it? No, 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 no. No. Okay. Well, just imagine this. Uh, Like you said, is it a clothing thing or is it a toy? Well, it's it's a bunch of things. I just want to run down this list just to think to yourself: a thirty-eight-year-old man for his birthday. Okay, thirty-eight-year-old. Thirty-eight-year-old man. Yeah. Well, I got the Alita One and Bumblebee action figures that I've been wanting. That's a Walmart exclusive. Okay. She uh, she got me a a puzzle box, a lament configuration from Hellraiser, Rubik's cube. Yeah, uh, Rubik's cube. Rubik's really? cube with a puzzle box. Did and I'm you like, solve it yet? I'm, no, no, no I'm, I'm telling you, I'm too scared to even. And this is the thing: is if I wind up, if I solve it, do I unlock the gates of hell? I don't want to do I that. I was going to say, and you I don't also, need that, I've never right? solved a Rubik's cube in my life, so this is no. just going to become a display piece. Take off the stickers. Yeah, she had also idea. got me uh, a bunch of uh, A shirts or wife beaters, whatever you want to call them, because I always like wearing those. Yes. To go with the Lament Confederation puzzle box, she crocheted a pinhead for me that stands up really nice, and it actually has real pins in its crocheted face, which is it's kind of fun, which it is. On top of that, a pack of WWE trading <laughs> yeah. cards. Oh, my. That's a lot <laughs> of stuff there. Man. Yeah. <laughs> with my, going through my WWE right. trading cards, my action figures. You and are, I, I you think are that's a pitiful it. man. Oh, and she you did give me a little pinata, but it's so cute. I don't want to beat it open and eat the candy out. Oh my God! Did you did you drink at all during your birthday? Did you? No, no. The no. guy is drunk. What? I couldn't. I, was, I couldn't go out. The thing is, I it was the last night in PA I to go out were, and drink. I thought you actually were were going to go out. That's why I didn't even try to even talk to you much yesterday. I thought that you were definitely going to go out. No, I ended up staying home just watching Smackdown really and the Mandalorian. To your ass is what I, I didn't want. But what? I ended up just watching Smackdown and the Mandalorian. And the thing is, now everything's closed. You can't sit inside of a bar and drink. And this yeah, is where, if this you point, don't I'm know, like, we're having a mini shutdown in Pennsylvania right from now. From today, December 12th, until January 4th. And this is the thing is like, do I really want to go out? Because everybody's getting sick. I have friends that I know are getting sick now. And the whole thing. So maybe we do need another shutdown. I don't know. Yeah, people are getting sick. It's uh, Just a shout out, Mark from Nation of Nerds podcast got COVID. And thank God he was able to recover from that. But nice. he ended up not having taste for, for nine days. I, I said, I've seen his taste in books. So exactly. Right that's now. what I said. You best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he does. But with that, though. My son, Zach, works at a bar slash restaurant and ain't shutting down. Nobody's shutting down in Quakertown. They're staying open. They're going against it. Everybody's going to die. Everybody's going to die. I guarantee you that you might end up being able to wink, wink. It's, we're getting back to speakeasies. I don't want to do that. Loud. And up there, there's going to be a big gorilla there at the door. Let's well, that's the end, weird right? thing. Like tonight, like uh, uh, the ninth is a good friend of mine, Liz's 40th birthday. And everybody's getting together and planning a big surprise party. And as with things were going closer to time, like we we're going to go to Philly and do all this different stuff. And like, you know, oh, we can't do this because, you know, Philly's done, yeah. like shutting some stuff down. And we're not able to. In the long run, it was just pretty much, oh, we're going to go back to our friend Danielle's house who lives in Jersey. And I'm like, I'm not going. And I, I love all of these people because of the, the way things are going because I can't afford to be sick at this time and be out of work for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, crazy. if for some reason I'm asymptomatic and have it, I would feel awful for the rest of my life if I gave it to everybody else at that party and, and just didn't died, know it. Because I'm telling you, a lot of them have small kids still. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be a part of this where I might injure somebody or I myself might Sliders. get injured. Yeah, sliders there. <laughs> so 2020 sucks, yeah. everybody. I'm just sitting here in my basement. It's cold as shit down here. I don't care. 
<laughs> get I want to drink so bad. The thing is, COVID would come to the knock on the door. They'd fucking leave. They ain't coming in here. <laughs> COVID's, COVID's scared of this. You sound a little like Roger Rabbit there. Please. You end up with that, though. Eric, what are we going to say at the end, as we always say to end the podcast? Everybody have a great week. Keep Geek. it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. This Don't play with this toy.